Welcome to the Broken Token Podcast. Whitney, I think all this stuff is on. It was like... Is it? Did I, it ever get turned off? I'm That's the question. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just right there in the in the packaging, just turned off. I, I know that when we packed it, we used last used it at Louisville Arcade Expo, mm-hmm. and uh, listeners of the show will will hopefully you know unless you're a brand new listener if you're yeah. if you are welcome if not and sorry yeah there yeah. you go well yeah. the obligatory apology yeah jump back two episodes and then you'll have the live stream from friday saturday night at the 2023 louisville arcade expo that's yes. what, what's running the feed the prior two episodes but yep. post show everything went in the box <laughs> tuned for use on the show floor yeah so which is not here no so, yeah. no no <laughs> uh, different mics yeah different background everything completely different so yeah. it's always a kind of a touch and go situation the first time out yeah it's all good though it feels good to be back man how uh how has the time been for you between Louisville Arcade Expo and now because I, I mean it's it's been a minute no doubt yeah I, I was I was thinking that the last few times we've been able to record it seems like we've we've had a little fit and start through 2023 <laughs> we we have yeah well and and honestly if I think about it a good portion of 2022 uh, you know at least the back half of 2022 as well because of just stop uh, just stuff and it's and now I put air quotes around stuff because you can go back and listen to prior episodes and you'll know what stuff is. But yeah, I, I, hopefully we're hopefully we're on the we're on, we're on the end of it. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> well, we know we put in a good I don't know what seven years or so, Whitney. So seven to eight. Yeah. So um, I, th- I think it's okay to have a. a <laughs> A suit. Well, we didn't take a full hiatus. No, but no. We, but our, our sometimes con- you just got to tend to other stuff. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we had a little chat beforehand. I think, as you mentioned, we're going to be able to get back on a regular cadence, which yeah. I'm kind of looking forward. Yeah, to. me me too. I, I really am. I, it's going to be it's going to be nice because uh, my daughter is going to be uh, in college here in the fall, and I'll I'll probably actually be up in town a little bit more than I am right now. Oh, just that's seeing cool. her and stuff like that. All right. So, I, I'm I'm hope I'm hoping so. That that is my intent for sure. Well, so. you say in town. I mean, for for people that don't know. I am not in the city of Louisville. Well, I guess I'm in Louisville, the metro, Louisville yeah, metro yeah, area. The metro area. I am yeah. not in downtown Louisville. Yeah, exactly. And if I'm it, the furthest thing from downtown Louisville. So, it, yeah. If anything, I am right on the outskirts because within a couple minutes, I could be out of what is deemed the Louisville metropolitan area, like mm-hmm. literally within a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're 30 minutes farther away from me. From, from that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. But, but it's, it's good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm hoping that that'll, uh, that'll bring me back a bit more because, you know, I'm the, I'm not traveling near as much as I was, but with that, it also means that I don't come into town because I don't have much of a reason to, you know? So yeah. anywho, yeah. So we'll see it. That's certainly the goal and the aim. And I'm, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Well, I had to sit back and try to think of what I've had going on because because it has been a minute mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I've had quite a few things go on in the game world. Mm-hmm. And 
I know I'm missing stuff. I am too. I mean, when I was working on the show notes, I was going, <laughs> yeah, I even resorted to walking around my house. <laughs> see look, what's missing. It, it, we'll see what's <laughs> missing or see what's come in. Like, okay, did, okay, did I order something? I want to talk about it or that I need to talk about it. And so I started rummaging around boxes and stuff <laughs> just to remind myself. It's like, okay, what has transpired over the past two and a half months? And I, I probably should just crack open the show notes and just like jot a sentence down whenever something of note happens. I, I mean, you would think after eight years that I, that you know, one would have perfected that uh, th- that very simple process. But no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope, I, I'm the same way. Yeah. Well, in prior shows, I talked about having a, a good friend's Rally X down here. Yeah. And, and getting ready for a little arcade expo, I didn't have it at a stable place point in its it's i'll just say in its life mm-hmm. it, it kept wanting to crash i just had to put it aside and i i haven't touched it um i've formulated a different plan of attack and it, it honestly it really frustrated me so i think once i get a chance to put it back on the bench and I, i've been meaning to do it this week and it just hasn't happened i, I already know how i'm going to go at trying to resolve the issues it's just a matter of setting down and doing it. And I'll be happy to do it because one, I'm helping out a friend and two, I'll get that cabinet out. Cause I've got the whole cabinet here. Okay. I, I, yeah. When I, when I brought it home, uh, I brought the whole thing. It's, and I, a lot of times it's just easier that way, I, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I went ahead and did the monitor for him. I did the power supply for him. Yeah. And then the, the it's just a matter of getting the board stable. Hmm. So I haven't touched it. Oh, that was loud. Yeah. Uh, I haven't touched it, but that is that is on the hot seat. That yeah. is the next thing because I want to go ahead and get that kind of out of my life. Yeah. So does the game go back to him after you're oh, done yeah, with yeah, it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'll okay. go back to okay, him for gotcha, sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I may just put it in the van, and he um, he owns a, a business not too far away, actually, just the other side of said metro line. Oh, is that right? <laughs> and I may just ride over there one day and surprise him and yeah. just show up with show it. Show up but, with it. Yeah. So has this experience soured you on the game itself? I, I mean, I hope it I hope it hasn't because it's such a good game. Oh no, I still love the oh, game. Okay, good. It soured me on this particular game. Okay. To the fair. point well, of that's fair. Before yeah. I put it away, I was really did, did, cons- you, did you cuss it real good oh geez i i was really considering <laughs> just buying him another board yeah and, and just calling it done and, and then yeah. office spacing this one yeah. <laughs> so just i'll get to it later no yeah. no like i'll get to it with a baseball bat in the field oh, while they oh, play oh i see oh yeah, yeah. oh while we, they play what gangster rap behind me that doesn't fit my persona yeah, yes yeah that, that's where they were they were slugging it out on the copy machines yes. weren't they yes yep. yeah yeah i call that file 13 is, is where all that stuff go so yes uh i did clear out a lot more games i mean the, the name of the game no pun in, really no pun intended <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as of late has been clearing space and longtime listeners of the show will know that this has been a reoccurring theme whitney i've had to think about this it has been a theme on and off for two Maybe three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I where, mean, we've talked about it a fair amount, yes. give and take. And we didn't ever used to talk about it at all. No. It, like the first five years of the show, it, it it never even come up. Not once. Well, I've got uh, a decent-sized pole barn mm-hmm. with a concrete floor. And at one point in time, the lion's share of that building was all, was rows of games. Okay. And somewhere... We took a picture 
and I think it was used for a headshot for me or like a, a shot for me to go on websites and in press releases for shows that for we shows. were doing. Yes, correct. That's it. And I'm kind of standing in the middle uh, of a bunch of games. And and I say rows, I don't mean rows like with spaces. I mean, I had like three deep against one wall and then a space to walk. And then it was front to back, like five or six rows wide, side to side, <laughs> yeah. over toward the other side of the building. Yeah, yeah. Plus what I have in my normal, in the normal, the normal garage on this property. And then on that garage, there was a, it, imagine like a, an overhang, like a carport. Mm-hmm. But when the, the, the family that owned this house built that garage, it wasn't big enough for a carport, but it was built like a carport and they used it as a porch mm-hmm. and they had a swing on it and they would go out there and the kids, I actually talked to a girl that grew up in this house. Oh they, man. They would play yeah. in the yard and her mom and dad would hang out on the, on that porch on the swing. And that was just what the family did. Mm-hmm. I had that enclosed years ago and a roll up door put on the far end of it and there's storage in there mm-hmm. and there's enough room for two rows of games and a walkway down the middle. And so <laughs> I had stuff everywhere. Yeah. And, and it happens over the years. It, it does. Just, it just does. I the one of the first people I met doing this. Um, I, 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 I had bought, I had bought my first group of games. Yes, I had because from from the little op, the smaller local operators that that initially got me into this, mm-hmm. and then I bought a working game from from a, someone who's become a very good friend of mine his daughter just turned 18 yeah i think yeah. it was 18 so i might it might have been 17 she's 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 right there so mm-hmm. they'll give you an idea and the joke with me has always been i i'm terrible at time so there was a period when i've t- I, I would say for years i've been doing this for 12 years and then there was a period where i'd say like 15 years <laughs> yeah. and then what i've what yeah. i finally come to realize is when i see a post about her having a birthday that's a, that's a solid yardstick for yeah, me fair enough yeah and i still am not sure if it's 17 or 18 but that'll give you the idea yeah it's in, it's in that ballpark huh? but when i tell people it's like i guess having a having a um a decent sized truck is a curse and a blessing. Uh-huh. You know, I've still got the same, I've got the same truck I had when I was heavy into cars. That that was kind of a passion since I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's been one for me yep. off and on for but sure. I'm yes. actually going to circle back to that a little bit in this episode. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm circling back on it too. So, yeah. Uh, did you buy a Camaro? Uh, oh, 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 no. <laughs> Shut your mouth, man. What are you talking about? That's crazy talk. <laughs> I, uh, unilaterally, the answer to that is no. no. <laughs> never, never have even considered it. Never will consider it. So, not a Camaro person. Okay. Fine, so, fair yeah, we're going to lay that, on, that one on the line. Okay. We're, we're not, no, uh-uh. no, I don't even want to ride in one. How about that? So. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where I've, I got myself on a tangent. With you. I can't even think where I'm it's, at. It's I, all good. I'm not. I'm no longer a practice yeah. podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not talk about a camera. I don't want to incriminate myself because I because I don't want to offend. But yeah. but <laughs> not, not, well, that's but fair enough. Not a Camaro guy. Not but, at all. But I had a good sized truck from from though from that part of my life, which is still which still exists, but it's been smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to tow trailers, mm-hmm. big trailers. Car tra- big car trailers, uh, enclosed trailers, not like 
you know, I've got an open deck trailer, but yeah, a car trailer. Cause yeah. I would do, I would do regular shows yep. and I would travel in an enclosed car trailer. So I'd go, if I'd go buy a game from somebody, or if I was visiting somebody that had a lot of games invariably, well, what else you got? Mm-hmm. And you're chatting with them. <laughs> and stuff comes home. And stuff comes home. Mm-hmm. Well, 15, 16, pick your year. I've lost, pick a card. I don't yeah. care. However yeah. many years of doing that, you got a lot of stuff that came home. Oh, oh, and, oh, yes. And I don't know, Whitney, I don't know if, what's your, here, here's my opinion on selling project versus working arcade and pinball and tell me if you feel if i'm on base or off uh, okay okay I, I, that's fine yeah I'll, then I'll, I'll add mine on that and then we'll see where the venn diagram uh, okay intersects. yeah in my experience uh-huh. and let's just let's just assume we have a um a, f- a mid-range title. Yeah. We're not talking something that is like uber desirable, like a major havoc yeah. or uh, an Adams or a twilight zone pinball. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Say we've got something that is middle of the road, uh, lower side of upper end desirable. Okay. Okay. Has a following. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll call that, um, We'll call that a, uh, we'll call it a burger time. How about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A burger yeah. time, a burger, a, think, a burger time arcade game. I think that's a good fit. Or, or f- maybe let's go, let's pick a nice day to East, like, uh, maybe like a last action hero. Oh, okay. 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 And I say, cause that's a, that's yeah. a fun game. Fair enough. It's got the, if I remember correctly, it's, it's like, not, it's not extremely common. So that's right. Good. Yeah. And it's got the, it's got the same crane toy that ended up in Batman 66, right? That's which was also in Batman, the dark Knight. Batman, yes. the dark Knight. Correct. correct. Okay. Yes. So there's our yardstick. Yeah, fair enough. In my experience, a project pinball, mm-hmm. um, dollar for dollar, you know, we're not talking the same money. Yeah. But a project pinball will go for more mm-hmm. than a project arcade game. Oh, there's w- no doubt about that. When you consider. If I were to put time in the pinball, how much money am I going to get to shop it and make it perfect yeah. versus selling mm-hmm. it as a a working or semi-working project? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not feeling that, that the if I'm wanting to move it, my effort to get it from a working, semi-working project to clean new rubbers, 100% working my effort doesn't equal the up kick in the money that a hundred percent, but on the video game side, it does. Yes. It, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly because the pins are going to pull more just because of what they are. And, and just, and just because of the market and the buyer type, quite honestly, mm-hmm. the vids, I, there, there's, there's a huge price swing between project, not working project working. And then, done and done ready to go ready to go done meaning you don't have to touch it you 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 cart it into your basement and plug it up and it's good it's done so there i I see it as like three different price categories there on vids and and that that's kind of how i how i think about things i guess And, and that's how what we're talking about here is how i thought about things as i've gone through and decided what to sell mm-hmm. yeah from a a pinball perspective and I haven't let a pin go in a bit because I honestly, I just wasn't sitting on a lot of pins mm-hmm. and the ones I've got that I'm sitting on, I want to keep. Okay. But the ones I've let go, um, 
I come to the realization that it's not worth my time. What I could get for it today Mm -hmm. versus what my time costs to me to take it to that next level, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. It's yeah, a, it's, it's, it's like, less than a push. Yeah, so it's I'm, like just go. I'm le- I'm losing money. Yes, exactly. You're losing money when you value your time. Correct. You're losing money. So that I've let the pins go. Yeah. Now the videos I've gone through, and I'll do the monitors. Uh-huh. I'll rebuild like power supplies, like AR2s if it's an Atari. Yeah. Um, if it's the factory supply, I'll recap it. I'll go through the control panels. I'll clean them really well. And I'll basically make them turnkey. Mm-hmm. And then to me there, that's worth my time to do hmm. yeah. versus selling it as a, as a not working project project. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, well at least I'm, at least I feel that, that I'm not too far off base. If I, I you're agreeing I, with, cause yeah. that's the way I was seeing it. Yeah. That's yeah. the way that I think about it too. And, uh, in, at least for me, because we're, I, we're going to go through your list here, and then I've got a list of games that I've sold as well. You know, some of the games that I've gotten rid of have been on at each one of those three stages. Mm-hmm. You know, so it so it it really depends upon again how much time you have, and then how much time you think you you can invest versus what it's going to bring back. And then some of the games that I've that I've sold, it's like. Uh, I don't want to learn. I don't have the time or the desire to get into it. Yep. So it's gone. Yep. You know, and yeah. So we get into that. Well, and I'm going to break from what I just said with the first two games that I let go or mm-hmm. three, actually. Yeah. I had a lost tomb, which is a stern twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or a twin stick game. It's not a shooter like Robotron, but it plays with two sticks and yeah. one, one just character position and the other's direction for your for your your weapon it's yeah. it's not a fast-paced shooter like robotron. robotron yeah and i had a really nice beautiful stern cabinet i had a working board set i had a glass marquee a beautiful glass marquee i had a complete control panel with a really sweet overlay basically all that it needed was um it needed to be wired and it wasn't that complex and you needed a, a monitor of, of your choosing. Yeah. And what I, I, I really wanted to keep it and I, I ended up letting it go because it was one of those things that I, I really, I didn't see it in my game room. I saw it as a, a, a game that I would take to shows. Mm-hmm. And, um, honestly, I've got a fair number of unique games that I rotate like to Louisville Arcade Expo. And if I take something down to Nashville to Dave's show, Music City Multicon, mm-hmm. I've got enough that I can, I can keep unique games and not have any repeats through a couple, several years. Yeah. So I didn't, I did time for at, uh, return. I, I let it go. Uh, had a sea wolf. And I let it go because I've got two sea wolves and I I would like to have a sea wolf. Well, I still have a sea wolf. So I let it go as it was good shape, complete. And the gentleman that's got it, I, 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 he, he had several games that came his way around Louisville arcade expo time. He, uh, I'm trying to remember if that was one of them. I think he's already basically got it running. Oh, no, that's not. So, yeah. Um, those are out of my way. If you've ever seen a sea wolf, Whitney, oh, that thing's it's they're, huge. They're not small. They're not small. So. It's 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 like a big sil. It's like a big air tank stood on its end, man. It's it's crazy oh, it's huge. big. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Then I had a joust cabinet because I really want a joust, mm-hmm. and uh, um, 
it was converted to a ER Kung Fu. <laughs> it was a, it was a really nice cab, but it had been painted. Uh, so it was one of those deals where you, I'd have to citrus strip it and get it yeah. down to the art. And, and I have all the parts, it, but it's, it's like a Lego Joust kit, yeah, you know? Yeah, I've got a couple of those. Too. Not so, Joust, but other other games I've got in kids. So and, and yeah. man, I've had this thing for years. Yeah. I mean, I think I had it, I know I had it before I moved here. So I've had it at least 15 years. Well, somebody I know happened to have a pretty nice Joust <laughs> that was already complete. I hope he's a pretty good old boy. He seems to be. Okay, fair enough. His last name's Roberts. Okay, I mean, well, he's, he's, he's in the clan, then. I'll give him that. I don't know if you can trust a Roberts. <laughs> well, you know, time will, t- time <laughs> time will tell. tell. Yes. So, yeah, I let that go. So from a space <laughs> perspective, it was a push. But from a time perspective, it was worth it. Was worth it. Yeah. You know I what I mean? It. I totally get it. Yeah. I had a really sweet millipede. Numbers matching game, and that was one that was worth. So I went completely through that game. Monitor, AR, trackball, cleaned it, everything. It was worth going through it. Did you get your money on that one? I did. You, you did? I did. Uh, the re- now, did that, get, did, did that get sold at LAX, or did you sell that private party? No, I sold that private party. Yep. So, okay. The reason I ask is that millipedes seem to be kind of all over the place on value, and... I've seen them go for eight hundred. I've seen them go for twelve hundred. I've seen them go for six hundred, and they just, they, they just, they they just seem to kind of. It's like a flag flapping in the wind, man. Yeah. There's there's like no good, there's no good like price reference line on those because even the nice ones I've seen go. It's it's like an asteroids deluxe. Even a nice one you'll see go cheap, and it's like I, I don't why I don't understand. I why. felt that it was in the money. I was well, in the up, I was toward the upper end of that scale that well, you good. just mentioned. Good, good, so, well, good. I, I got to think, Whitney, I can't even remember what I took to LAX. I Did I take a millipede? Uh, no, no, you did okay. not. I know no. I took Domino Man. I know I took yep. two Tigers. I, I took a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what I took, though. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I took I this Karate Champ. Yep. I did sell a Karate Champ. I had, a, I had one that was in a, I think these were early because it was a Japanese cab. And then once they started to take off and the game was making money, they started producing them in the U S and there was more of those. So I had a decent Japanese cab karate champ. I actually had two control panels. I had a U.S. control panel and the Japanese control panel art was the same. I mean, I didn't study it, but the main difference was the, the, I was about to say pin out the joystick bolt pattern, the joystick. Oh, it's different. It's different. Oh, I see. The U.S. panel was a typical U.S., like a Wicco yeah. or a HAP controls joystick. And then the the Japanese panel was smaller. And I, I I don't have one to try it, but I would assume it was probably like a Sanwa type pattern, yeah, a little smaller. A little smaller, yeah. 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 So it, the, the, the Japanese one, I would have loved to have kept it, kept it on there, but it had one oddball stick in it. I'm trying to remember. And then the three original sticks that were branded Data East, um, they were more or less complete. And I had three or four sticks in in my parts pile that I'd picked up somewhere out of a buyout. So I had a pile of sticks, but I didn't have enough ball tops. Yeah, I only had three ball tops and one was a different size than the other two. 
Otherwise, I'd have populated it with all the Data East sticks. Yeah, it would look good too, no doubt. So I ended up putting a US panel on it, and then I had an extra board, working board, and I made a package deal, and it went with a with a spare working board, and then it went with the, all the Data East sticks and the control panel, the Japanese control yeah, panel. Yeah, that's. So, I mean that that's that's a good deal. I I've always loved that game, but I man, I just don't. No, I just, I just I, don't. I've really toiled with the thought of keeping it. Yeah. And invariably, I'm like, I, it just needs to go. It just needs to it go. It needs to go. Yeah. Uh, I had a really nice Missile Command cocktail. And I actually had that. I did have that at Louisville Arcade Expo at LAX. Mm-hmm. I did the monitor AR2. Dude, it's, if you, the trackballs in those things, you could knock a horse out with them. I, I know they're heavy, aren't they? Well, it, they're not your typical trackball does it have the four inch trackball in it no the cocktail no, no it, it's it, got it, the what's the small size the size of a cue ball it's the two and i think it's two and a half two and a half yeah whatever the same size it's an upright centipede it's two and a half yes but it if you open up an upright centipede it'll have everyone i've ever seen has had a plastic bodied trackball yeah whether it's the original atari one or one of the wicko replacements that kind of look like a diamond type shape mm-hmm. these were all metal <laughs> all metal it's a metal cool. upper plate that's nuts <laughs> heavy metal yeah. uh, uh vertical bars almost like pc standoffs but yeah. like to the nth degree between the plates yeah now the electronics were the same as as those later trackballs but man these things they were all metal. Uh, it's awesome. They and, were, and you would never find that today. No, no, never. No. never. Yeah. And it actually ended up going to a, uh, a good friend of mine. So, um, if I want to, I can go play it or I can completely ignore its existence. It, well, it, that's your prerogative <laughs> yeah. is, is what you can do. And, and I know a lot more stuff is gone. <laughs> I do. I just can't remember, but right now I'm sitting on a really nice hyperdrive. If mm-hmm. you've ever seen one of those Whitney, I have, yes, it's a, for those that haven't, it's a sit down. Most people would call it a driver, but it's like a, it's a flying game. If you've ever played Vapor TRX, it's like Vapor TRX on steroids. You, you free fly this course and it, you fly it with a yoke, but the f- yoke has um, like paddle buttons at your thumbs. And when you hit the paddle button, like a, um, a little wing or whatever will pop up on your ship almost as if you're flying through air, but it's Mm -hmm. set in space Mm -hmm. and it'll, it'll help you sharpen the turns. Mm -hmm. Like if you can turn so much, so, so sharp, like to the right, but if you tap that, the little flap will come up on the ship and it tightens your turn. So, so it has, so it has like, like an aileron, I think it was what you'd call it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That it's interesting though. So it's set in space, but but it has like, but it has like friction dynamic, like friction physics and stuff like that. It's it's not set on earth. That doesn't mean it isn't set on a planet somewhere. I guess now that I think about it. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Um, and it, it's in your kind of your classic, I don't know your drivers well enough to say, if you looked at it, if you know what a vapor TRX looks like, it's in a cab, like even better. It's in, pretty much the same cab as a hydro thunder it's got it's a different seat it's got a, a seat specific to it but it's in that style cab yeah yes so yeah. i the one i've got is beautiful yeah and i, I did the monitor um i converted it over to a, a compact flash based drive so the spinning drive it was questionable so it's all solid state it plays great 
but it's it's on the block now. So yeah, anybody out there that's interested in a hyperdrive, hit me up. Maybe I can take care of you if, if it isn't gone before this goes out. And then I've got a Nintendo Red Tent, Whitney. I've been sitting on. Ooh, very nice. Very I've had, nice. I've had it since before I was here, and I've been here 13 years. So I probably had it. I'm going to go with 15 years, and I've had it in at my old house. I had it in a storage. I've moved this thing several times. And <laughs> You're done moving it. I'm done moving it, and I've decided that it's. I want it, but I don't know where I'd put it. Yeah. I'd I'd like to put it over to your right, like where I have the main switch that turns on the basement, but it would take up that whole wall, and then I have to get seats in there. Yeah, and then you've got to walk around it. Then I have to walk around it. Every single time. Yes, yes. So it's going. So I've rebuilt both the monitors, which I know a lot of people hate to do because there's the Sanyos mm-hmm. or no, they're not Sanyos. No, they're, they're um, sharps. Yeah. There's they're, they're the 18 inch sharps. Right. Yes. And there's a blue million caps on them <laughs> and trying to get them apart. is like getting a part of Sanyo 20 easy. Yeah. They're not fun. It's like pulling, it's like pulling a, a ham sandwich apart when everything's held together by mayonnaise. Yes, you know, exactly. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's I, I, I will take that analogy. Yes. 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 But I've done it. I've, I've put in the effort so someone else doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I'm, what I've got now is one of the monitors has a, a crackle that I don't like, and it has some odd high voltage deals and, t- and everything else is solid in it. So my, f- I am like 98% sure the flyback is, is done. Yeah. There's a vendor out there that offers the flyback for those monitors. He does. And I've, I've conversed with him and, uh, he, and this is kind of an interesting conversation. I know that you've probably been privy to it in a chat that you and I have with a mutual friend of ours Mm -hmm. and talking about flybacks and odd failure rates because he just experienced it. I've experienced it with a a bunch of K7000 flybacks I had. Every one of them failed in home use in short order. Um, He will actually get a lot of flybacks, and before he lists them, he sample tests them. So he's sitting on them right now, but I'm waiting for him to come up in his queue before he feels comfortable with selling them. Okay. So, and I see his point. I'm assuming that he's probably had a, a, some failures more than he's, you know, wants to have. So uh, uh, now he tests them. He, you know, he batch tests them, and which, and I, and I can't blame him. You know how. How is he batch testing them? He, because he, testing flybacks is so he'll he'll it, he has shared some of that with me because I did I've, he build a, a rig to do it? He what he's doing is he's he's putting he'll 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 get his order yeah and he'll take a couple samples and, and I, I'm paraphrasing this because it's been a bit since I've chatted with him and, it, and once I get a flyback and and see how things go I'll, I'll go ahead and get into the name I I, I feel comfortable now talking about who he is and yeah. what com- he, you've probably a lot of our listeners have probably purchased from him. Yeah. But until I actually get all the way to the end of the road on this transaction, I I'm, that's why I'm holding back. But I've had conversations with him and I'm trying to remember the specifics, but basically he has his lot and you know, he's concerned about stuff like, well, what was the, I'm assuming, you know, was what was manufacturing like that day? Was there something affecting this <laughs> this lot that you know? So, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm I guessing get, he's, I, I get it. I'm get guessing it. he's been bit. Yeah, you know, um, 
I know who the main manufacturer is. I'm assuming it's the same as it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And my bet is, is that the, uh, the, the vendors cost on the, they're, they're making money. Yeah. That's what they're here to do. I get yeah, that. I get it. But at, at the dollar, the value per piece, there's probably, um, not a lot of attention to detail and a lot of room for variability. Yeah. And I bet he's been bit and he's trying to, he's trying to get that out of the equation. So to answer your question, and I'm, I'm pulling this from memory, he's got a little protocol. He shared, he shared it with me cause I offered, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm working on a bunch of stuff. If there's something I'm working on and I can help you, I don't mind testing some stuff. And basically we're talking like 24 hour and a minimum burning tests, talking about where the pots are work, you know, are they, are they giving you a clean picture, but they're not maxed? You know, do you have adjustability on a, on a good tube? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your temperatures looking like? You know, he's got a checklist that he wants to verify before he feels comfortable releasing it. So I, I, I totally get that. I yeah, respect that. I, I do. I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the red tent. I'm just waiting. You know, uh, he's got somebody, there's been actually been some YouTube videos out there of the person that's doing his stress test right now for his, his <laughs> Nintendo flyby. I'll have and, to go, I'll have to go find that and watch that. That's interesting. So, you know, once he stamps them as he feels good, then I'll, I'll pull the trigger. And honestly, even though I'm going to sell this thing, I'm, I'm already decided I'm going to buy two and I'm going to include the, the second with the game Okay, because the other monitor works beautifully it's got the original flyback in it so i figure that'd be a good benny for the for somebody that's going to buy it yeah I, oh, I there's no doubt about that i don't see john q public buying buying a red tent no it's going to go to another collector uh yes so i i i i feel that that would be something that would be appreciated so i'm going to buy two yeah i've got uh and I've got with my red tent. Uh, of course, it's got it's got the the two sharp monitors in it as well. You know, they've not been replaced or swapped out or anything like that. But I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, my red tent is <laughs> it is so beautiful. It is it is so. I mean, it is almost like to immaculate level perfection. But I don't have anywhere to put it in my game room. And I don't want to get rid of it because I don't want to reacquire it. And I've wanted one for so long, but here I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen pictures of yours. Mine's pretty nice, yeah. but it's not near as nice as yours. Yeah. And I just got lucky when I found mine is what it amounted to. So it's just I, I was shocked I was. at how well mine cleaned up, mm-hmm. but I knew it was sitting under many years of dust and grime. Mm-hmm. And it was. Yeah, yeah. And they do they do polish up very nice though. It seems like the powder coat on them is. It, it seems like their finish is very durable. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that. And so they they tend to clean up pretty well. Speaking of cleaning up, I tell you one of the things I want to discuss later in the show, um, because this has been kind of hot a hot topic for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through. Um, I'm going to go through a high level of what I do to a game. And we've talked about it a little bit on, on the show in, in the past, but the, the main thing I want to focus on is I've had an opportunity here recently to kind of pass on firsthand yeah. some of my learned skills. Well, it's a good time for the topic then. Specifically cleaning pinball machine play fields. And I've had a couple people like I've shown some pictures of as, as I've been helping this, this person to some other people. And they're like, 
oh wow, how did how did you get this out or how did you it's stuff I've I've just done things I've taught myself, things I picked up from other people, technique I've basically learned. And I make it sound like a, a mystical art, and I don't think that it is. <laughs> but I thought, hey, you know, this is a good time to maybe reshare that. So I want to, I'm not going to get into like the full what I do with a game that shows up yeah. that hasn't been touched since 1994. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to touch on that later in the show. Okay, cool. Um, Retro Chip Tester Pro. I know that's been a topic on the show. I haven't touched it. I, I did go as far. Maybe this got mentioned on the on the last show. I got all the docs printed out so I could start to build a uh, a, a bill of material. And I just have, but with work and everything, I just have not been able to sit down and start going through the doc. And the doc isn't. The doc is very thorough. It looks. It looks worse than it is, mm-hmm. but in a good way mm-hmm. because it's very thorough. It is. It has got to be the most thorough, the best written doc I've ever had for a technical project released by what's basically a hobbyist. You know, I've had stuff show up and it's just parts in a bag. <laughs> oh yes. You know. Yeah. Especially RC car stuff. It's just parts in a bag, and you're like. Well, I can figure out how to put this together, but it'd have been nice to have had just like a pencil sketch Xeroxed in here yeah. to give me just one sheet of paper. Yeah, that's to all save me twenty minutes. Yes. You know. Yeah. But um overall the part list isn't very diverse. So yeah, if you are if you get one of these and I put a link to the show notes again in, in for the retro chip tester pro, it if you were to look at the doc and really look at it, you'll realize that they're they're trying to cover a lot of bases and help people from making mistakes yeah, is well, what they're doing. And that's good. And I, I mean, I've still got my box of boards and I've made no progress on mine either. Well, I and think you and the other three of us, I ordered and I got them for three of us. And I think rightfully so, because I would do this. You're waiting for me to do the bill of materials so you don't have to, <laughs> which is fine. 110%. Yeah. Yes. Cause I initiated this and I really want it. Yeah. Well, and, it's and just I, do, time. I do too, but, but I don't want to duplicate something. And then that's just it. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Like, there's no like, reason for you to. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where it's at. I, I know you tend to be way more on the edge of buying, uh, tool sets and, um, a hobbyist produced project oh, yes. more than I am. Yeah, I love the stuff. I, and, I I don't know why I just did. Well, that's and that's fine. Yeah, but I wanted this enough to import it. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, I, yeah I I'll, I don't. Yeah, you wait for me. I'll take care of the footwork. Yeah, on it. fair enough. It, it will see the light of day, guaranteed. It will see the light of day. So I know I mentioned in the past my Star Castle was down, and I purchased the built. Speaking of wanting something. And actually, go and I bought the Biltronics tool set to repair it, and it's sitting there on the same bench next to next in line behind the uh, uh, the Rally X board. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's in queue. Um, I hope to have more information on that. I, I'm sure it's going to work a treat, but uh, yeah, I haven't actually got to use their Cinematronics repair tool set yet. 3D printer, Whitney. Now I will say there's finally been some movement here. Oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear you, that. You talked about this quite some time ago. Yeah. And I finally said, look, this thing's sitting here. I'm going to not, I'm going to, 
it, I'm going to have to get it off the list. I, I've got it sitting <laughs> here. There's no reason for it not to be usable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't see diving in and designing just yet. Like I know you've been doing, but if I want to print something, Whitney, you, I, you should be able to do right. It. Yeah. I'd like to just be able to print a nice stand for my RC cars. Yeah. To, for display stand. Totally. Yes. And I, I, I've got a printer, but yeah. it wasn't running. Yeah. So I went ahead and I ordered the same, and as per your suggestion, yeah. I ordered a board from TH3D. I ordered the auto. Dude, one of the best moves you'll ever make. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. speaking, have you had to work with their support? Uh, one time I have. Yeah. So it, it's a, it can be daunting to buy these parts mm-hmm. because the thing that compounds it is, a lot of the printers share some parts. Some parts. Yes. Not all parts. Not all parts. But some parts. And yes. then even when it comes to the motherboard, I guess there's a pseudo standard like a PC ATX type standard where the plugs f- that are externally accessible, things like the SD card port, the USB port, those are in a standard location as our mounting holes. Mm-hmm. So you also get into this, well, that this board can work on this family of printers yeah. or these printers. Yes. And it, so I ended up, um, I called them yeah, and somebody answered the phone. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's a family run business. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and they talked to me and they spent a lot of, I said, this is exactly what I have. Yeah. And he asked me a couple questions because there were some variations in that particular type printer. And uh, he said, well, click this and it'll show, it'll give you a link, paste it in the chat on the, on the website. I'll get it right now and I can see your shopping cart. Yeah. Okay. The, this is all, this is right, but you should change the, he, they, yeah, it was amazing. They're, they're they're fantastic. It was fantastic. Yes, I, I know. And th three D th three D. And I, I I swear to you, I'll stand on this statement for uh, for for years. You truly will find no better company to help you with your three D printer, and the products that they design are such high quality products that. Uh, it's it's just really good stuff. I, I mean, I, I I I'm officially a fan of theirs. No well, doubt about so am it. I. Yeah. So I've got the motherboard plumbed in, mm-hmm. and where I'm at now is I need to do the get the auto bed leveler set up. Okay. And I just haven't had time to get back to it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you're you're on your way. Let's put it that way. You're I'm on your way. I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. But I ended up with a mo- their motherboard. Mm-hmm. I bought a, a new hot end from them, which is for those that don't may not have a 3D printer. It's basically what melts the plastic and yeah. it has the tip on it that extrudes it onto the part you're you're printing. It's your hot nozzle. It's your hot nozzle. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I bought the automatic bed leveler from them, a bevy of other minor parts. Yeah. And uh, um, I just I need to get where I've got a good amount of time to focus to get the wiring done for the yeah. auto bed leveler. Yeah. And I just. I've got it spread and, apart and, in my office right now. And it's not as bad as, and even it's not as bad as. I don't think it's going to be. You may think, it, no, you may think it to be because when you get all the parts, you're looking at it and it's like, man, that's a lot of wires and a lot of connectors and firmware support. And it feels like there, it's an eight step program and it kind of is an eight step program, 
but once you once you muscle through it one time then it becomes very familiar and you're okay they they've got good videos Mm -hmm. and they've got good documentation on their site yeah and you know for even me for being relatively i'm a technical person i've been technical all my life um people that have listened to this podcast know I like to dive in and get my hands dirty with stuff, but this is a new space mm-hmm. and it could, like I said earlier, it could be daunting mm-hmm. and the, the support that they offer, if you're in the market for a motherboard and then with, you know, you're going to, you want to compile your own firmware to support other tools and things you're doing just for, just from the interaction I've had with them. I, I'm I'm glad that was a wonderful recommendation, Whitney. Yeah, we're good. Because I didn't have to do as much footwork. They kicked me over the edge. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it seems to be a good company, and and I I only found them uh, via a recommendation from someone that I know that uh, that I've known for for twenty plus years. They uh, that person put me onto TH3D because. I you know, I had started with like I'd started with an aftermarket board for my for my Ender, ran into some problems with it, and of course when you're when you're sourcing everything, I'll, I'll just use this. I'm going to use this term generically. When you're sourcing everything from Amazon, and you and then you try to like put it all in the bucket and shake the bucket and make sure and, and then yep. expect it all to come out working mm-hmm. on the other end. That's not always the case because you become your own support. Yep. And no one can really help you because you've everything you've done is not to anybody else's standard. Correct. Yep. And that's where the, that's where it becomes a bit problematic and it also becomes a bit daunting or maybe even defeating because you you then have to dig yourself out of your own hole that mm-hmm. you did not make. And that's that's just all part of it. So anyway, so yeah, to make a long, a long and frustrating story short, yeah, TH3D, fantastic, fantastic company. They sell lots of, you know, just lots, lots of uh, replacement parts for your 3D printers. And they've pretty much taken the entire Creality line and broke its back, which is really nice. Yeah. So hopefully here in the next week or so, I'll get some time and I'll get it all buttoned back up. Yeah. Um, the the spool of filament that's on it is junk. I, I I remember reading long ago. You can tell if it's basically what it'll absorb the pl- the plastic PLA will absorb moisture. And I think I recall if you take it and you flex it, there will be a point where it does snap. But if it snaps relatively easy, like a like a almost like as soon as you bend it, it it is it's done yeah and that's kind of how this filament is now i have a i have several rolls that are a few years old right now but they're still sealed in plastic so i may they'll be fine they just need to be dried out they'll be fine you mean dried out yeah as long as uh so they've been in plastic the entire time yeah vacuum packed in plastic oh then they're fine you you probably shouldn't have to touch them as long as they've had like a a desk and bag in in with them or something yeah they've not been open you you ought to be good okay all right so barring actually having had a problem with that needing to get some filament maybe i'll be printing here before too i'm probably gonna bother you and at least gets because uh, the hot end i got i knew of it existed when i was messing with it some time ago um and so i i was good happy with getting it and i know you use it i'll probably 
go ahead and bother you and get your initial printer settings. Mm-hmm. That's and, fine. And then just so that I've got a, a basis to run from, and yeah. then just and then have at it. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll export you out my. Uh, like my my cura profile or whatever and then you you can just you can just roll with it man so, cool yeah so a couple more things to bring everybody up to speed on uh i mentioned my cars earlier and kind of have being a car kind of a guy back starting one in my teens and back when i was 17 i bought a that's when i bought my first firebird i bought a 60 68 uh pontiac firebird i still have that car it's in a million freaking pieces. I took it apart. <laughs> I was going to start working on it and yeah. getting, you know, I was young yeah, I get and it. I ended up putting it to the side and focusing on college then yeah. focusing on buying a home and then all the right moves to make. Yes. Seriously. And so. all these years later, I still have it as basically a roller and boxes of parts but yeah, I, that's what started me on my journey. And uh, friends of the show know I have a Trans Am as well. I bought that probably, t- it was 1999, 2000. And, um, and it's an older, it, relatively speaking, uh, it's a 89 Trans Am. And I, this cleanup that I've been going through was one to get, get my space back and just be reasonable about stuff. I, I, it just needed to be gone. I didn't want it. There was stuff that I knew I was never going to keep. People have asked me if I'm getting several people. Have you had this happen, Whitney? They see me listing games or offering games for sale. They want to know if something's wrong. And I'm get if or if I'm getting out. Or if you're getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And no, I'm not getting out. I just don't need all this stuff. See, and that's my that is my perspective on this as well, Brent. It's like I I have no intent to get out. I have no interest in getting out. But I don't need all this. Right. And the funny thing is, I, I'm going to have to count. I think, let's see, you, I'm not going to start saying names. Uh, I'm well, <laughs> at like, including you, it's like, inc- including you and me, uh-huh. I can think of six people that are in our age range with whom I've had this exact same conversation with in the last two years. Okay. Yeah. And if I thought hard, I could probably stretch it to seven. You yeah. know, I'm just quickly ballparking. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's an age thing. Well, or, I, for me, it's, it's just, I, I want to focus. I, I want to tighten my focus. Me too. And enjoy. Yep. And enjoy a tightened focus more than a broad stroke approach at everything. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've, en- I've enjoyed a certain aspect of this to this point, but I'm, I, I, I do not want, um, I, I do not want quantity over quality. Um, I need to shrink it and go quality over quantity is what I need to do. Well, I fell in, I know a lot of initial collectors get into that buy everything, that quantity over quality. Oh, I, I was in it for probably the first three, three or four years, man. Oh, and I'm not saying I didn't do some yeah. of that too. Oh yeah, yeah. But to me, once I started poking at games and working on games, to me, it turned into a lot of, oh, I can fix that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as much to flip it. Uh, well, maybe it was, but it was like, well, I'll fix that and I'll offset some of what I'm spending here. Yeah. Well, that's a losing proposition. And ultimately the stuff that was worth, uh, the chickens came home to roost Yeah. Oh, in yeah. the form of moving them, 
the space required to keep them in time and the time to put in to eventually either cut my losses and sell going back to that earlier conversation. Yeah. Selling it or putting a, putting six or eight hours into it, a bunch of it's Mm -hmm. and to maximize it, to try to at least recoup a little of the effort. Yeah. And selling them. See, and that's exactly... The chickens came home to roost. That's exactly... Yes. And that's exactly what has happened to me is that through that first three, four or five years, whatever it was, I I was like, oh, I can fix that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that. And then I'll set that off to the side and I'll come back to it and I can fix that. I can do that. It's not a matter of can I, it's a matter of when would I and should I? And so now as, you know, as the years have worn on and my focus has had to change to uh, my family and other things that have happened over the course of life, it's like now the answer is I don't feel like I should. I don't care if I ever will. And uh, I've and I've actually lost about half the half to three quarters of the interest in it to begin with. So. It needs to go. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that I've lost interest in everything because it's the furthest thing from that. But I, I now know what I need, what I can reasonably focus on and enjoy it rather than feel like I've got this pile of projects as a monkey on my back waiting for Whitney to get it done. And it's like, OK, so I do all these projects and I, I and I don't enjoy any of it as I go. It's like I, that's not where I want to be. And not that I'm complaining, but I, I th- this is an enjoyable topic. The way the show is just our show naturally shifts like the sands of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Through the hourglass. Yes. Yes. We've we've shifted into uh, uh I guess lessons learned in a good retrospective yeah. for, for collectors out there. Oh, I think so. These are things to think about. Oh, yeah. And I didn't think about it because oh, no. Because when I was in that starry-eyed acquisition mode, everything was attainable. Everything was possible. The limiting factor was me, but I've always been I've always been very fortunate, Brent, that I've been able to typically do whatever I put my mind to, even if I didn't know how to do it at the time that I wanted, that, that I would future state want to be able to do mm-hmm. it. I'm like, it's no problem. I will teach myself how to do that. And I will do that. But over time, it's like, I didn't, I, I never developed the, the free time to say, I'm going to take that on. And then as time passed, it's like, it's just not worth it now because, because my priorities have somewhat changed and, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a child getting ready to go to college and I I have to be very present for, for her. And it's just like, you know what, if I, if I rank and file all of this, what was number seven on my list eight years ago is now number 93. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, and I don't see it ever becoming seven again. So it's like ah, time to go. My, I, if anything, in my case, my current life position has allowed me yeah it's 93 but i need to make it seven mm-hmm. because i need to quit tripping over it mm-hmm. I, I want to utilize my, my space and my time for other things mm-hmm. and i was i'm at least fortunate to be able to where it makes sense put a little effort into stuff and to get rid of it yeah yeah to sell it to I, I just, I'll be honest. I know it's it, I, to maximize the, the profit in it. Sure. Oh I, yeah. I, hey, I've said on this for a decade, I'm going to at least drop four to six hours in it. 
a lot of times it was closer maybe to four to do like in a few parts and do a monitor and clean it out and and try to at least in my mind recoup some of the some of, it, some yeah. of the a virtual money I've spent to store this thing. Yeah, well, that, there is that. You know, there so is that yes. I, I've and anyway, that's kind of where I am, and that, that kind of circles me back to where I want to focus. Where I want to focus on, I I really Whitney. I miss I miss the car community. I miss going to the car shows. I miss yeah. I miss that group of people. Yeah, I miss yeah. um, going to the Trans Am Nationals in Ohio. I miss oh, uh, I, I, rod I, runs and I, car I, cruises. I know, and, I know. I, I'm with you. I get that. And the thing about it is, uh, is that here where we are, there's really not that much of an arcade community. If, if, if you want it, like there's not really a players, a players community here. Correct. Yes. And there's, pl- there's plenty of places to go to play. Yes. But there's not a players community. Right. Yes. And so it's not like we have rotating meets at people's houses to do high score competitions nope. and just play for the sake of playing and there's having no classic arcade or pinball club no, per se. No, there's, there's not. And that actually, makes some of the enjoyment more difficult because you have to you have to you have to source that enjoyment yourself yeah and and that that is a barrier to it as well and you know i mean i've talked uh to to my to my friend alex over in the uk he and i've had this conversation many times because over in the uk brent they have such a tight-knit community and they go to meets together. They host, you know, they, they will host, um, you know, like player parties together oh, wow. and things like that. See, I think the Cincinnati pinball crew does that. Oh, Fe- okay. You know, Phoebe, Phoebe and does Lars a, crew. I think they, now I'll give them credit. They do a good job. Oh, of yeah. Single handedly. They keep like that community going. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Not single handedly. But I, but I feel like they they do they, a, they, a large part. Yeah, of they that. play a part in they that. They play and, a part in that. But there's not a large nothing part. like that down there's here. There's nothing like that here. And I think we suffer because of that. And uh, I, I'll be quite honest with you, man. It's uh the, the 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 car community is pretty thriving around here yeah. alive and well and it's it's much easier to commiserate there than it is to commiserate here in, yes in, in this area yep. it, here being the arcade scene yeah yeah so that, that's kind of that's been my my soft focus and I, now my hard laser focus. I think I just summer. committed arcade sacrilege. Would you say? I, just, just by it, just by admitting that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just by putting that on the table. It's I've like got all this stuff sitting around uh, that nobody does anything uh, with, but me. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I, I think I, I, even just admitting that, just saying it and hearing myself say it, it's like, uh, I just went okay. through my insurance guy hit me up who I know from the car club that I was in years ago. Yeah. And he's become my, he's been my insurance agent for before I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking to me about, have you done a home inventory lately? Well, that's what he, I had him on the phone and he, <laughs> we were revisiting the homeowners and I was going through the, the current pricing for just what's surrounding us right now Yeah, in the studio slash my game room. Yeah. And I was like, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Now, now add to that, my insurance agent is my brother. And he's on me fairly consistently about doing the same thing, Brent. 
He's like, Whitney, your homeowner's policy will only cover a portion of this mm-hmm. and it will not cover the customizations and everything like that. Because if, if we don't have, if we don't have that listed on, on the riders, then I can't, you know, we can't, you can, that, that money can't come back. And it's like, oh, geez. Okay. Yes. I get that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it brings a whole, it brings a whole nother, it's a level. whole other level. It brings a whole nother wow, level we, to it. We've done a lot of adulting in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> for, for a podcast about games and fun. Yeah. We just, we turned the tables. Oh boy. Well, it, it, life choices. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but still again, I mean, I, I do want to bring it back around full circle it, I mean, it is something to think about, especially yeah. as time goes by. You know, you you truly need to be cogent of this because to not be is 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 not is wrong is bad. I, I don't know how many times I've had discussions with people that man that this pinball pricing market pre COVID mm-hmm. when prices went up because of supply chain stuff and they stayed up and let's just not even broach all that. Yeah, but. Um, in a, in a non-COVID, pre-COVID world, I had the conversation with multiple people over the years. This this bubble's got to burst. This bubble's and it has done nothing. No, and now post-COVID, no, it doesn't it's have to burst. Roof. It doesn't have to burst, and and I don't think it ever. I don't think it will because why does it have to? It I doesn't just, have to. I would I would have thought that the there's 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 people with money, obviously, mm-hmm. sure, and. It, and when I mean money, I'm talking like Elon Musk or close to type money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That just disposable don't disposable money. Disposable money. Disposable money. I mean, I I have I I know of dealers that they have people that automatically. Hey, Hartley. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take her collar off so yeah. she doesn't ring bells <laughs> she, during she the was, show. Yeah, she was ringing. There's yeah. no doubt. That's uh, funny. Though. I've talked to dealers that have people that have a standing order for. Every LE, regardless mm-hmm. of the title. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know something when Troy, when Troy Smith was on with us at LAX, he was. He, I th- if memory correct, uh, if memory serves me, he actually made that statement he's at got some one point. Two. At some point while he was on with us, yeah. He's not the and so he's not the only one. You know, the all the one. all the vendors have an allotment. Yeah. And I think each or probably almost every one will have a similar story where they've got somebody that has a standing that just, order that auto buys them all auto buys every one of them. Yeah, it's exactly right. And to me, uh, the bread and butter and uh, your pinball, we're really getting off a field, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the bread and butter of your, of your market is even the most avid collector, but they're going to fall uh, in, not in that range. Yes. They're going to buy, they might buy a game a year. They and, and, might. Well, and if, and if someone is buying a new inbox game a year. And they're selling something to get it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty strong. That's, that's a, that's strong. That's a strong commitment. That's strong. That's commitment. a strong commitment. Yes. And I, my, my gut is, is just like, that that welcome has got to get worn out. It does at some time. It does. Yes. Now it does. there's people always entering and leaving the market, and but as the prices rise, it it, it to, in my mind it would turn people off from entering the market. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm still just shocked that they've continued even in the used market continued to escalate as they have. Well, in. And Brennan, I mean, if we talk about it, 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 I mean, this this may be a bit of a worldview moment here, but 
when we talk about the bubble and, and the pricing structure and everything, I, I mean, I, it's my opinion that it, that it doesn't have to burst because there's nothing pushing it to burst because everybody supports it where it is today. Yeah, there's, they're still selling games and it's become normalized. So it, once it becomes normalized, there's nothing to go back to. And I don't follow this as close. And then it, is a lot of people and listener, this isn't going to surprise long-term listeners to show that I can't quote this, but I did see something fly by here in the past month or so. Isn't one of the vendors, not a stern, Mm -hmm. one of the smaller vendors, didn't they just make an announcement about a game coming? That's going to be, the the suggested retail street price is going to be under five thousand. Yes, it was the, like the forty nine ninety something, yeah. forty nine ninety five or something like that. Yes, I remember that. Um, like a high guess pinball or uh, something like something that. like that. You're right. I now admittedly over the past two months I, I've not been keeping up with like quote unquote I'm going to air quote this pinball media. I've just not <laughs> been keeping up with it near as much. So. Um, I, so I don't remember who the manufacturer was, but I caught that headline and I and I, I read the you know I read the the first two paragraphs in the article and then I just kind of moved on. I, it's an interesting data point. There's no doubt about it. I'm I'm super interested to see one if they make that. Mm-hmm. It, it, they, <laughs> make, they stay in business because of well it. they make their their projection. Yeah, because you don't want to come out with with that kind of splash in the, in, in this world and then have to reel it back. No, because then, then you become, uh, you know, another, uh, Suncoast pinball who did cosmic carnival and systematically just ran them, ran themselves out of business. Right. Yes. So I'm interested to see if they make the price, they make the game. And then of course the game has to be some account, but to me, that's, that's that's a disruptor. Mm-hmm. They have an opportunity to make a good game, but will at it, a good? I don't know. Will it be good? I don't know. I don't know. I want to see this. Th- this has the opportunity <laughs> to be a disruptor it, it and has, maybe set it everything on its ear. It, it has the opportunity. Or, it could go up in flames, <laughs> okay, like we, a Pinto we, that has been hit in the rear end on the expressway. Yeah, or, or kids the Corvair. ask your parents, or, or like Ralph Nader chasing the Corvair. Yeah, you know, kids it's, ask it's, your parents. Yes, it's unsafe at any speed. <laughs> unsafe at any speed. <laughs> at any speed, it's unsafe. Google that. Yes, please. Uh, you know something? I don't want to be a soothsayer here, uh, but Whitney's going to go with Whitney's going to go with option number two before I, I go. With it's going to flame out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, I I do. It's going to stick right in the ground like a yard dart. It's going <laughs> to kids ask your parents. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin in that. We'll see how that goes. I yes, mean, let's do. Let's the, let's educate ourselves on this and revisit this, please. There, to me, there's a lot of promise, but also in pinball, and I know this is a blanket statement. There's a lot of failure. Oh, yes. So, and, and there's a lot of and there's a lot of positioning. There's a lot of posturing, and then there's. Everything that goes around that, yeah, <clears throat> deep root, and and then uh, and then then here we are, you know. So, all right, let me wrap up here. So, two, uh, so wh- where's my focus? I want to get back to the car thing. Okay, and fair enough. Yes. What I, what I really wanted to do is my '89 has been off the road for quite some time, and uh, uh, I I wanted to get it back road worthy. Okay. And it's a low mile car. It's got twenty eight thousand miles on it. So yeah. it's not like I'm talking about rebuilding motors and all that. It's going to need tires. Mm-hmm. I pump the fuel tank out. 
uh, I got a couple leaks. I got, and I did this two months ago. Mm-hmm. Valve covers have developed the leak. So I've got one of them off, which isn't an easy task on that motor. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's my focus. I want to get back out and I want to do, I want to, I want to make the, the, the rounds of the shows. Mm-hmm. And I don't just want to go. I, I want to go and participate again. Yeah. Well, that, I want to get back in with that crowd. And, 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 and you should, because it's a passion. I can tell it's, uh, I miss it. I will. I'll, I'll say this. It, it's, uh, you've touched on this topic on this show a lot more than I have, I, I just I just probably haven't really talked about that side of me that much on uh, here on the show, but uh, I, I've got my own project there and uh, in in things that I would like to revisit at some point as well. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So I'll go I, ahead. I just, I just don't want to sound bougie. So <laughs> well, so I just I'm stop. about to. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So I, I'll bring this up. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. A, a good friend of mine, a lady I used to work with whom I've stayed in touch with. And, um, she is uh, a firebird person and yeah, I uh, like where this is going. You yeah. know why? Because it's not a Camaro. So, no. <laughs> so go on, Brent, come on, let's go. Yeah. Now here comes the, well, it's an F body. You yeah. know, I'm going to, here comes yeah. the arguments, but, yeah. Let but me, no, th- it's not th- a Camaro. Those two cars are not the same. I can guarantee you that. Um, she has, um, and I'm not going to put words in her mouth, yeah. but basically life as life has moved on and, um, she, she is simple she, over the, over the last several years, she has simplified a lot in her world, just like we are talking about simplifying our arcade world. Okay. So she, I actually used to work with her and she had this car that I have known since the day she bought it back in 1998, which seems like to me, not forever ago, but to a lot of people that's forever ago, you know? Um, and it was a pretty special car. It was a Firebird, and it was a Firebird with a specific option on it. Oh, the, now you got a visit from from. Yeah, uh, I just I, I can't. I mean, I can't ignore it. Oh you know? no, she, she's sitting here in the, in the eyes, and she, then it's she, like I just got a pet on her. You know, <laughs> she's like, somebody pay attention to me. Oh yeah. So it's so. Uh, Camaro people will, might know this as well. There was an option. No, they're G- not listening anymore. No, probably not. No, yeah. Yeah. They've, they've done broken their podcast yeah. uh, device of choice, but yeah, it's gone. So anyway, the short of this is, is yeah. there was an option that GM had in the mid eighties up through the late nineties called a one LE. And in short, it is a factory road race car. So if you got the one LE option, they, 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 it was available on F body mm-hmm. Firebird Camaro almost no electronics. I mean, no power seats, no power windows, no power anything. Yeah. Stick car. Uh, in the eighties versions of the one LE, they even was air conditioning delete. They took the compressor off and they put a, a, a pulley, it's just a pulley on in there place of, in so place that the belt it. path would stay the, same. stay the same. And they have to yes. re-engineer that. Yeah. They put a dummy pulley in place of the air conditioner. It had AC delete. Everything was manual. And the, I, I didn't realize this, but it actually was, it sourced itself out of Canada. There was an avid like road race circuit in Canada and they would take the, the, the dealers would sell stripped down F bodies and the, the racers in, in the circuit would start to all instantly add stuff, better brakes, better this, better that. I like where this is going. Well, what GM did is they said, well, fine, we'll shove the biggest brakes on it that we can. <laughs> yeah. And eventually, uh, like in, in the eighties, 
they were retrofitting Corvette style brakes on the F bodies. Okay. And eventually the F bodies started to catch up with Corvette. So they already had the biggest brakes they could stuff on it. Um, like my 89 that I'd mentioned, it's a, it's an Indianapolis pace car replica that in 89, the Trans Am was the pace car for the Indy 500. Well, they put the one LE brake system on, on the pace cars. Mm, They put the one LE in, in the eighties and 89, it was a special gas. They even put a special gas tank with baffles. So for road racing, that's how serious this option option was. And it changed year to year, depending on what was already available on the platform and what they wanted to strengthen. And it, and basically by the time you got into the nineties, it was special rates springs, uh, not off the shelf parts that you could get on another with another package. They were specific to the one LE. Mm. It was special sway bars. It was special durometer bushings all the way around the car. It was uh Coney adjustable shocks. It was, um, all the AC, well, they had, they had AC, but it was all the electronics delete. Everything was manual. It was, um, uh, the expect a specific rear end, different rear end, uh, gear, I believe. Yeah. Ratio for the rear end. Yeah. It it was all this stuff to basically factory prep this car to put it on a road, on a road track. Okay. Got it. Not, not, not a quarter mile, but no, no, not yeah, a drag strip. This yeah, was like, but, but this is like, yeah, an open, open road, race open road track. race, yes. open road yeah. race. Yes. Um, they already had, you know, it, it, the, the best motor that was available in the platform, it, it automatically put all that stuff in it. Yeah. So she had ordered one of these cars. Why, why would she order a one LE herself? Because that's how she is. I, I, mean, I so, respect that. I do. All right, trust I, gotta, me. I know, the, I know segment one's running along, but I got to yeah. tell the story. Yeah. So the last couple of years I've gone up to Ohio to the Trans Am Nationals with her. And if you're in Ohio, it's fun. I suggest you check it out. If you're around Tip City, Ohio on Saturday night, the weekend of the Nationals, it's like a cruise in, but it's, they shut the, the downtown of the city down, small town USA. Mm-hmm. You have to have a Firebird to get in. Mm. Firebird Trans Am formula. And it is, it's a ball. It's better than going to the show field because everything's mixed up. Yeah. You can, everything stand out. Because you're not looking down a row of black bandit Trans Ams. But when you see your bandit Trans Am intermixed with others, it, it, the things you've done to make it your car, Uh it stands out. Stands out, yeah. It's, it's a ball. So the last couple of years, I've gone to Ohio with her and she is a, she's a lady of small stature. Uh She's a tiny little lady. And, um, I've sat there on a on the main intersection with that car sitting there, and it looks very plain. But people that know know, and um, I've had I have laughed myself to death because the the guys can't figure it out. Every one of them walk up to me and ask about my car, and I'm like, "It's hers. It's not mine. It's hers." Yeah. And we're, there's an age difference with us. If you were to see her and I out. You would think she was potentially, um, prob probably my mom. Okay, you know for sure. Yeah. Maybe I doubt my grandmother. Yeah, no, not de- not my grand. Definitely my mom. Okay, there's Very, an age difference. It yeah. looks like I'm up there hanging out with mom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, <laughs> that I've mom with the one le. I've awesome. had, I've had, 
the question the, I've listened to the did, well, did you just want a Firebird and you ended up? No, I ordered this car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't an accident. They they can't the the men couldn't comprehend that this lady wanted this this car with this option. Yeah. and this setup. Yeah. But she knows her stuff, and she she knew it. She held out and ordered that car, and they almost didn't build them. They actually she ordered another car, and Pontiac decided they were going to run one LEs in 1998. And the dealer called her back, and that she canceled her order. and And this car was actually cheaper because it had nothing on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even with this package with all this special equipment, it was cheaper. Because all the other high dollar stuff was off of it. Find a dealership that'll do that now. Uh, few and far in between. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing to watch these conversations. No, I ordered this car. Yeah. Hilarious. Sadly hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, that's how she got it because she she knew what it was and she specifically ordered it. So anyway, I'm, this this has become longer than I wanted it to because we're an arcade console gaming podcast. But she contacted me before Easter and said she was considering selling it. And I'd already kind of expressed interest, I think was giving me the opportunity. And she also knew I was still in touch with a community where I could help her sell it. And she didn't have to deal with like Facebook or Mm -hmm. whatever. I said, I want, I I said, I I want the car. Mm -hmm. And I went out to, to look at it and I'd already was familiar with the car. She was like, drive the car. And I'm like, no, I I'm, I'm very familiar with the car. I've known the car since day one. I've been in the car. I know you. Yeah. So we sat down face to face, which is what I'd prefer to do uh-huh. to respect her. Yeah. And we talked and we were really close. Yeah. So it wasn't hard. She had a number and I had a number and we were really close. Yeah. And it wasn't hard to work out a deal. After Easter, she made the decision and she said, I think we can do it. And we did it. Yeah. So here's here's what kind of really stokes me, you know, to bring back an 80s term to be stoked about the car. One, it was hers. I know the history of the car. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm friends with her. I worked with her for years, side by side. Um, it's somebody that I've had a lot of good memories with. I've joked with. I've made laugh a lot. She's been to family functions. She's been to the house for my birthday party. She's a very good friend and I can carry that forward. Yeah. And I can, I can pay that because that car is, if you're looking at it, it's just an object. Mm -hmm. It's a thing, just like all these games that we talk about. Yeah. But to me, it means a lot to me. As long as I live to honor my friend Mm -hmm. by Having that vehicle and being able to show it and have a smile on my face like it put on hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, from the collector's perspective, for those that are kind of car people, and this makes a difference, in 1998 was a very low year for Firebird 1LE cars. Mm-hmm. There's generally way less Firebird than there are Camaro 1LE cars. If you ever saw a police Camaro in the, in the 90s, it was a 1LE car, most likely. Okay? So there's generally way fewer Firebirds. Because if you're going to race it, you're going to buy a Camaro. And I, in all seriousness, I'm not hacking on Camaro owners. But the Camaro is generally, well, not generally, it is a cheaper, it is, le- is priced lower than a Firebird. Mm-hmm. 
It is a little lower market than a Firebird. So you're going to buy the Camaro because you're going to turn around and race it. You want it for the chassis, right? You don't care about the styling. You're going to race the car or it's going to be a police car or something. In 1998, they made 15. One went to Canada, 14 went to the U.S. The color that she picked was a color that reminded her of the first car that she, the first Firebird that she owned, which was a gold. And as it turned out, gold was a one-year only color and they only made one gold. One so it's that one. And it's her car. Yeah, yeah. So in all the years, it, it, in that in that body style, in the fourth gen, that gold was a one. And I, I need to go back. I don't, I, I know a fair bit. I remember a fair bit about the third generation cars, the cars that were, the fourth generation started in 93. Yeah. Till, they, till the end of the Firebirds and Camaros. And they eventually brought Camaros back. Yeah. But the fourth gen was the one that ended... In the early thousands before they bought back this new style Camaro. No Firebirds because Pontiac's gone. I don't recall any gold in any of the 80s years. I'm not going to make the blanket. It's the only gold one, Ali, but it's definitely the only gold. It's a one of one, depending on how you slice it. One of 15, one of 14, one of one. Yeah. So, yeah, from a car guy collector perspective and a numbers perspective, it's a pretty, pretty rare, rare car. Rare, yeah. yeah. When, when we went up to Ohio in year two, and we no more got the door open than there was a line of people hmm. asking about the car. Some of them we'd already met. It's an interesting car for those in, in that circle. Mm-hmm. And I'm just more for her. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm. It, it's a focus now, and that's that's going to be my kick back yeah. into that community. Yeah, because it's it's I can put a key in it and go. Yeah, yeah. I, so for, so I mean, it's a wonderful story. And I and while you were telling it, I'm just thinking about mine, and mine has got ties to my dad. Oh, there you yes. And uh, I don't want to get into that right here, right now tonight, I understand. because uh, it's a different story for a different time. But I get it. And now, uh, tell your you don't have a Firebird. No. Tell it's no, I've got uh, I've got a '99 Corvette, uh, a C5 Corvette, and uh, what what makes it so special though to me is that uh, you know my dad had a couple Corvettes over the course of his life. It was always his favorite sports car. And if you can understand, here I said I wasn't going to get into it. But well, here, here I am. well, I'm, I'm going to stop myself at a certain okay, point. Okay, I, I understand. So my dad, I, I just at least wanted. I've been talking Firebirds. Yeah, and I knew that you good. were. It's, yeah. it's all good. And uh, and, and so I'll at least give enough context. So whenever I revisit it, I, I you know at least that that much is out there. But you know, my dad being a far a career farmer his entire life. I mean, for him to buy, for him to splurge on something and buy like a seventies, you know, seventies Corvette was huge for him to do. Okay. I mean, that was a, a big, big I never uh, met monetary your, outlay. I never met your father, but knowing <laughs> him as through you, oh my goodness, he would strike me as that was an impractical purchase, and he was a very practical a man. A very practical man, right. but he made that impractical purpose because it made him happy, is what it did. And and he was not a man that had a lot of happiness in his life, and uh, it, for 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 whatever reasons. And I think that I think he kind of funneled a lot of it in uh, in in buying those couple of cars. So when I got mine, um, well, when I told Dad that I was going to get mine. 
he was uh, he was really supportive of me doing it, and uh, and I and I did it before I got married and everything like that. And it was a sacrifice because uh, you know I I was just you know I was a very young person with with not making a whole lot of money, but I wanted it and I wanted it so bad, you know, and so. Uh, so I, I talked with him, he supported it. He's like, yeah, as long as you're good with the sacrifice of it, he's like, you've made I'm imagining it. you, uh, you you said the word right there. Sacrifice. You yeah. knew. Yes. It was a Corvette. Yeah. And it was, it was an impractical purchase. Yes. I'm assuming. Cause yes. you, I'm guessing you weren't looking at it as a daily driver. Oh no, 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 no. But no. you understood the uh, sacrifice, the sacrifice, the balance sure. of what it would take yes. to, to do that, to do that. Right. Yes. And, uh, and he and I talked through it and, uh, you know, overall he was, he was very supportive of it. And so when I went to the GM dealership and put my order in, um, yeah, I, I talked with the, I uh, talked to the salesperson and told them what I wanted to do. And they, they helped me get down to the Bowling Green assembly plant on the day that my car was going down the assembly line. And I took my dad with me and he and I got to walk the assembly line for three and a half hours while my car was being built. Oh, that's cool. And he and I got to sit in it while it was on the assembly line when I put the first five gallons of gas in it and started and did the first fire on the motor oh, and started it that, up. And so, and then other things that I did with my dad with the car, I'll remember for the rest of my life. But um, that that's going to come back around full circle at some point. Yeah. And, and I'll stop there because I, because if I, I understand, if I, if I go further, I'm going to start to cry. Seriously, I'll say it. I'll start to cry. I, and I don't no, want to do that. I, you know, not, not here on the show. So I, I've already done that once and I don't, that, that's, that, that was, I, that was all. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a thing I think a lot of people like about the show, Whitney, well, we I, have a topic. I hope so. Yeah. But we're not afraid to get oh, away no, from it. No, no, And no. we make it, and I'm not just saying this for lip service and, and we make it, a, we make it a real, make thing. it real. It's a, it's yes. an, it's a hundred percent real. We put yeah. ourselves into it. Oh, is the, their soul poured into this. I can guarantee you that, you know, that to pull away from to, a second here, you know, the, you know, back the, the firebird, it's a car, it's yeah. a thing, you know, into somebody that's not a car person, the, the rarity of it doesn't mean anything. Uh, it means something to me as a car person and as a firebird fan, Yeah. but as much, if not more, it's that tie to my friend. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So, yeah. you know, like if I look at these games down here, I don't have other than one game, mm -hmm. I don't have a tie like that to anything in this basement. Yeah. Okay. I get, I get it. I have a partial tie maybe to the Ghostbusters because I held that and I opened that with Emma and Logan and my family. Yeah. But um, there's only, there's one other game down here that I have. If, if, if everything had to go, it would be the last thing to go. And the more I sit here and think about it after you and I've had this conversation, part of it, is because of the game. But now that I think about it, I have to admit if that, and I probably didn't realize it, that a good majority of the reason it would be the last game is because of the tie it has, but it, the way it ties me to 
another family, yeah. another person, yeah. people, other people that are sure. very important to me. Sure. Well, and I'm, it's personified in that box of lights. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. And uh, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got a couple too, you know, I mean, like, like with Skyskipper, I can't get, I mean, that, yes. ties, that, oh, ties, yes. that ties Alex and I together and it will forever. And I love it because of that. So I can't, you know, I got, it's, you know, it, it, and then I've I, one or two more would probably fit that quali- qualification, but the rest of them, no, <laughs> they were easy come, they easy go. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's a, there's a part of me that says, I really need to get back to some basics here and, uh, and, and get this down to something that I can deem as a bit more manageable and quite honestly, just feel a bit better about if you want to know no, the I, truth yeah, of I, it. I, I, yeah. To, when you say feel a bit better about, I'm going to go back to the, I don't want any, and I felt I might have, I don't want anybody to think that, Hey, he's got this car and he's got that car. This is not a braggadocious mm, thing. Mm-mm. I, I, tr- no, no, no. I like you, Whitney. You hit you hit the nail on the head with the word sacrifice, just like with these games or anything that anyone's listening to us. If they're collecting, they're, they sacrifice too, right? They're yeah. sacrificing something. Uh huh. And I'm going to be honest with all of our listeners. Yeah. Some of you, just like I know has happened to me, uh-huh. and I'm sure has happened to Whitney. Oh yeah. You are now have in the past or will sacrifice something that you shouldn't. Uh huh for something that's not important. Yeah. A game. Oh yeah. And that's just, if there, there's a, if there's a life lesson to be learned from all of this, it's, it's priority understanding what is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that, that all that, you know, everything, the hobby and the games and everything are not, are not important because uh, I mean, they, they are, they're important to all of us, but as as time has ticked by, it, and I look and I take a look around, it, it's like okay, I need to um, I need to make sure that that what's here really amounts to what needs to be right. here. And yep. that, that's maybe the better way to say it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Whitney, I, um, and it's okay that we did this. We took it. Yeah. We took an interesting turn. Yes, so we did. Let's let's pull back. Let's lighten yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into some of your update. Well, Brent, it's funny that you should ask about that because the first thing that I'm going to immediately talk about is how many games I've gotten rid of. <laughs> well, at so, least we're staying on top. We're just going to bring all this right around full circle. So, no, since um, since Louisville Arcade Expo and uh, you know us recording episode 110, uh, which was the studio episode before the LAX uh, the LAX shows. Brent, I have uh, been able to get rid of uh, eight games in total. Oh, wow. I'm I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I've I've gotten rid of uh, two Galaxians, a Satan's Hollow, that was a project, um, an Asteroids Deluxe, uh, the aforementioned Joust uh, that you you (laughs) referenced there. Yeah, yeah. Just shifted owners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just... uh, It stayed within the podcast. Yeah, we'll just take it and set it right over there. And... um, 
got rid of a, uh, a Popeye, and these are all uprights. Uh, the Popeye got rid of a Galaga and a Pac-Man. And so that actually created a fair amount of space in my building that I was you know, pretty happy about. I mean, that's literally eight cabinets just just go. And uh, and it, it is nice to get that space that's, back. That's, that's darn near six refrigerators worth of space. <laughs> it truly is, man. Uh, but the thing about it is, I've, you know, I've got lots more to go. I've, I just need to continue to pull them out. Get them, uh, get them cleaned up a bit, stage them, and then uh, post them, move them on down the line. But, um, but yeah, I've I've got uh, you know I've got like a, a list of titles that uh, that I eventually will be will be putting up for sale. So I say just uh, you know just keep an eye on Facebook or, or Clove or what have you. They'll they'll eventually find their way there uh, at, at some point. So so that's it. So I'm I'm been very very pleased with myself on on that front. Um, what I have been spending uh, have been spending a little bit of uh, time on though is on my Mister setups, and I talked about that um, a couple of episodes ago with the uh, with the Sega Blast City cabinets. And man, Mister, oh man, it's such a rabbit hole, but it's <laughs> but it's so much fun. It is. I so don't even want to think about it. No, because you probably I don't, should. I don't want to. I just don't. You, you just don't. Just just don't. Just just. just stop just don't <laughs> just okay don't yeah just don't okay <laughs> but uh, here's the thing you know it, it is it, it's it's absolutely amazing and the thing about it is and, and as i was typing this in the show notes i started to laugh at myself and i'm like whitney you're so pathetic but it, it's i've watched so many hours on youtube of mr content that i now feel like i've reached the end of the internet on mr content <laughs> yeah I, it's like i've done i've hit a wall there's nothing else to watch i've watched it all man (laughs) that's funny yes i mean but it's true (laughs) but the thing is and and i'll I'll say this i don't just sit and blindly just watch i i all of my youtube all my youtube watching i do while i exercise so i do it while i'm on my uh, on my tread climber i do it while while i'm on my bike you know everything like that so i don't I don't waste time on YouTube. I double stack time on YouTube is what I do. And that Brent, I don't, that way I don't have to feel guilty about it. You know, <laughs> I do, I do a lot of YouTube watching on, uh, on the elliptical. So yes. I totally get it. Yes. Yes. So that, that is how 90, 95% of my YouTube watching gets done. We probably have a few new listeners. Tell everybody what a Mr. Setup oh, okay. is. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I appreciate it because I just committed the cardinal sin of using an acronym without explaining the acronym. So, so the Mr. is a open source project it's based on a cyclone fpg a cyclone 5 or cyclone v uh, fpga uh development board that is uh that is made by uh the fpga i believe is intel if i'm not mistaken the board is made by a company called Terrasic. and the uh the, the beautiful thing about this is that the, the Mr. Project, because it's open source and because it's had so many people contribute to it, it has become the de facto way that you can play uh, console games and arcade games in cycle with cycle accuracy because the the developers uh for the project or contributors to the project have developed what are called cores that are that program the FPGA on the fly to act as the hardware 
that it's that it's essentially, and I don't want to say emulating. Yeah, but emulating isn't necessarily correct. It's not exactly correct. It it is uh, that that the that the FPGA is turning itself into a facsimile of from a hardware logic perspective. And that allows it to essentially play like the, the super Nintendo core allows it to be the, on the fly, reprogram the FPGA and it becomes logic gate compatible with a super Nintendo board, a super Nintendo PCB. And then it plays the, uh, it plays the games with cycle accuracy. And the beautiful thing about this project is as the years have ticked by the core support has gotten so, good and so expansive and it and the arcade core support has done nothing but continue to flourish brent honestly i kind of look around at some of my games and then i go why you know because it's like i can play that on mister and the experience is exactly the same as long as the controls will allow for it it, 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 there's no difference, man. And, and the thing is, this is not MAME. It's not, you don't have slowdowns due to emulation. You don't have this, you don't have that. I mean, this is, this is it. it. It's, I mean, as far as the ROMs go, it thinks it's running on the real machine because from a hardware perspective, because from a hardware perspective, it looks exactly like the real machine. It is the real yeah. machine. Yes. It's not, it's not software emulation that is approximating the output of the real machine uh, of the hardware. This would be, as far as the code is concerned, it's executing on the same hardware. So it, it's a, it's, it's an absolutely beautiful project, but again, it's a rabbit hole type of thing. But what I will say is as I have been working on this, Brent, and playing some of these, some of these games on Mr., it does prompt me to want to sell my games because it's like, well, I, I have no reason for that now. It, it, and I hate to say it like that, but some games I will not get rid of. So I, I just won't. You don't get the cabinet experience. That's, that's it, it. And I guess that's the, it. I mean, I, I can't recall. I think you broke down what the cost of a Mr. Setup is. Yeah. I don't know if it's cost effective to mystify <laughs> all your games. No, it's, it's not. If you still want that full cabinet, cabinet experience. experience. Yes. Now, yes. now, here's the thing. Like, on a game that I have nostalgia for, okay, or that I, that I just dearly love, okay, like Rally X or like Zookeeper or like Food Fight, and Food Fight would be almost impossible because you just don't... The, jo- the, yeah, the, the controls to, are just yeah. not, not there. But, but but even Donkey Kong or something like that, if you want that cabinet experience, then Mr.'s probably not going to get you there. But if but if I wanted to play Phoenix, okay, and I don't really have like that much nostalgia for the cabinet and the cabinet experience doesn't matter it. to me that much, man, you're in it, dude. You're there. I mean, it's it's there. And it's it's there. It's crazy good how, how it is. So anyway. So, you know, I've I've been spending some of my my off time, uh, free time, just when I want to try to expand my mind and learn new stuff. Mister has has been a good way for me to do that. Um, I've also been exploring the the BitKit, uh, the the BitKit FPGA board as well. Now that is a product that is 
produced and developed and produced by Crafty Mac, uh, Aaron Reed, the same gentleman who does the uh, the test pattern generator. And Aaron has built quite a following with his uh, BitKit board as well. Um, it supports over 70 games, all with FPGA cycle accuracy. The, the, the biggest difference for me between the Mr. and the BitKit is that Aaron has turned the BitKit into this beautiful playground of esoterica games okay like he supports the bootlegs he brings he'll bring like the bootlegs and in some of the some of the not often loved games to fpga and and he has built like this this beautiful library of i, I don't want to say b tier because that that's not what i mean but not uh, but but not not the classic quarter munchers of the 80s mm-hmm. okay so he has given love to some of the some of the rarer games and he's brought them to FPGA and it's it's neat so the bit kit for those listening and make sure I'm even got this correct Whitney yeah bit kit is designed from an arcade game perspective it is he, yes he is he has got it uh, not uh, does it have a jama edge connector it on does it, it okay. does have a jama edge connector so yes. it'll go right into a jama cabinet oh yes and it, it is engineered from the perspective of i uh-huh. as in i guess aaron yeah. the developer yeah. of the board and i don't know if he's got and uh, if he's if he's open sourced how he he doesn't he doesn't no, so, he, so so he's the he's he's the gatekeeper he's the gatekeeper he's the gatekeeper on it he has to develop the core and put the put the support in into the, the big kit put the yes. support in the okay yeah so but it's geared toward arcade games 100 percent. whereas the mister it's geared towards everything 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 I, I like some of the shows i listen to that are like on home console and home ga- classic gaming people their commodore 64 is mm-hmm. a mister yes their yes. whatever is a mister yeah that, that's because right. they'll just load the commodore 64 core and they go and on go to town. and they go to town and and the the thing about the mister ultimately is it, ha- it has far more utility than the bit kit because the bit kit is fpga for just arcade games where as you, you just you just noted the the mister depends upon a much larger community that want to reprogram that fpga to do far more far more tasks than just arcade cores so so there is that but the great thing about it is like with the mister you can get um you can get what's called the mister cade which is a board that you load your mister onto and then gives the mister a jama edge connector all right and then it then it turns the mister into a purpose-built arcade board jama board so then Uh, you can leverage the community that's doing the cores for the arcade games that's exactly right and play it right in a cabinet play it right in a cabinet yes so 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 my intent is to run uh the mister with the with the mister k the bit kit and uh and then have uh, a slot for one or maybe two other uh jama boards that or or pcbs that i would run with the jama adapter inside my uh blast cities uh via via a four-way jama switcher and i got those from uh riddle tv he he makes really high quality jama switchers and so th- that's that's the route the, that's the route that, that i'm going there and that that will 
will be where I do most of my most of my uh, I, I guess you know rotational gameplay and everything like that. And there's there's some cabinets like my Zookeeper, my Donkey Kong, my Skyskipper, Food Fight, and you know Mad Planets, Tron, and all that that I just I, I cannot you know, in my cabarets that I just cannot get rid of. But but ultimately that's you know that's the more so the direction I'm going. I did pick up a Galaga cabaret. I, I got that right around uh, the LAX time frame, and that does make five cabarets that I've got now. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I, I'm 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 really in love with them. Um, they you know they they've got such excellent you know downside upside and downsize upside. I'll, let me make <laughs> sure that excellent said, downside downside upside. Yeah, no downsize upside. Um, and I I really do want to get a Tempest Cabaret and a Satan's Hollow Cabaret, and I would uh, I would get rid of my two uprights in a in a split minute if I could find those two games in Cabaret. So if anybody, if anybody knows where they may be for sale, you know, please reach out. Let me know. Um, moving on here, just to wrap up. Uh, 3D printing. Uh, there's not not much to report here. Uh, you put in the show notes that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's, hoping you would. I don't know if you saw me kind of laugh a, a minute ago. Yeah. I looked down and I realized that you'd seen the little trolls I put yeah, in your yes, show notes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I answered the trolls <laughs> I because I saw, yeah. I saw them and I thought they were funny. But uh, but I mean, my, my printer's running. I print what I need, and so you know, life kind of goes on. But I, I am I, bragging. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Lots of pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, the, you know, bougie is bougie does. I, know. I guess. Yeah. I can't keep up with the bougie. <laughs> the bougie is real. Uh, but but all that being said, that I, sounds like a show title. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, you keep going. Write I don't know that, how to spell bougie. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, yeah, write that down though, if you don't mind, please. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Um, I do want to look into multicolor printing now, and that gets into a whole different time oh, set. Yeah. And uh, talk you know, about bougie. Bougie is true. But uh, a couple things that I've wanted to print over the past year, I've really wanted to do multicolor. And so Grace and I would print and then we'd wind up painting and it works out. Okay. But, but I'm just going to say, man, it'd just be like more awesome just to print in, in color and, and just have it done. So I've been looking into that and, uh, that of course then gets into, um, building, building your own with like a core X Y printer where you can do, um, where you can, where it can print very fast and then you can swap the, swap the filaments out with an automated fashion and not have to go through the time consuming part of that. Uh, or I was also looking into something called, uh, something like the, um, the Bamboo Labs, they've got an X1 series uh, printer that has ga- that has garnered nothing but almost universal praise on how well this printer does multicolor printing, and that seems to be its whole reason for existence. It's got kind of it's a it's a 256 by 256 by 256 build volume, so it's not the biggest printer, but it is Core XY, and that means it's super fast, and it does and, and it will uh, and it can uh, house up to four different colored spools at one time and intermix between those and it's just really really and, and what's the neat. print size you said 256 by 256 by 256 so what's a what's a uh creality cr10 uh, the cr10 i believe is like 300 by 400 by so yeah okay. 400 something I thought it like was that. that so that's decent size it's decent size but it's actually smaller it's actually just a hair smaller than an ender three okay and that in and of itself is not really the biggest problem it's just that it is going to limit 
it's going to limit what you can build in one, what you can print in one pass is what it's going to do. So anyway, there's that. Uh, and then I have to say it, I've not worked, I've not even touched my zookeeper. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep it right here, continue to keep it right here. So it will continue to haunt me. And trust me, I have no intention of uh, not finishing it. And so I, it will get done, but here we are. But, you know, man, I've got a, I've got a, a child going on to college and I've been busy. So, you know, we'll get to it. So, you know, trust me, I see it every time I walk into my room, every single time. I, they, they side of that cabinet stares me in the face. It's like, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But anyway, that, that in a nutshell is, is me. So. So, Whitney, I think we should take a little break here and we're going to slide into a conversation about our experiences at LAX, some general show talk, and then a few other surprises throughout the rest of the show. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Whitney, I think it's time for a little show talk, like not car show. We've had a lot of car show talk, but I'm thinking more. (laughs) That we have unintentionally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Unintentionally. I'm thinking uh, like arcade game show talk. Oh, so I'm going to. Now now you have my interest peaked because because you're you're running this and I'm I'm sitting here waiting to hear what happens just like everybody else. Well, I'm, I'm holding my phone in my hand. And if you notice, there's this precarious patch cable. Uh, network into various things over here at (laughs) podcast central and this is either going to work wonderfully or backfire spectacularly okay well we're 50 50 so i'm about to press call on this okay oh boy here we go yeah i hear it ringing who's going to be on the other side well we're going to see right this is interesting And, and, and if he answers then it's on yeah he isn't aware oh okay no Hey, hey, um, what's going what's on, dude? You're you're on the show. You're on the podcast right now. I'm on the podcast right now. <laughs> yes, yeah. you are. You're yeah. on the podcast live. Wow. <laughs> live recorded. Yeah. You know what? I'm in my van right now. Oh, are oh, you? Oh, sweet dude. There's no better place to be than I in mean, the van. If you're going to be someplace, I mean, be in a van. Be in, the, be in a van. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, now I've got another call coming in. So podcast listeners might actually hear the, the call waiting, but we're what, just going to ignore the ti- that. What, what's the... I mean, this is con- Cosmic man, you know, uh, it's been quiet all night. Now I've got, we haven't even introduced our guest, our, our impromptu guest, Mr. David Corrigan. Yes. Yes. It's pretty sweet. We're so glad you think so. <laughs> so you were just, you were just at the golden corral. Can you give us a review on the golden corral? Yeah. Dude, was the chocolate fountain flowing? That's what I want to know. You know, I, I don't, I didn't see a chocolate fountain. I'm just not sure if they even do that anymore. Man, but, that's uh, a missed opportunity. That's what I say. You know, I, t- I took a, uh, a roll of the dice with the steak and it actually was pretty good. Oh, so uh, well, that's surprised. good. Well, that's good. And uh, salad bar was a hit. Yeah. So, so you're you're at a golden corral, not in your home city. I mean, now I'm going to get. Now we're going to get into it. <laughs> Dave's like, no, no, wave off, wave off. Oh, if I if I was at home, I wouldn't be eating a golden corral. I know yeah, that. True, true that, true that. I, I get that. You got the family out on the road. Oh yeah, doing a little vacation. Oh, okay. That's, that's the best thing ever. Oh, I was just I was just in the neck of the woods that you're in, and uh, I've been there twice in the last couple months. Yeah, in, a, in about the last five months, and I've enjoyed it both times. So I'm not mentioning where you are, by the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. by the time, yeah, by we, time we were gonna we were gonna do a beach trip, and uh, you know, rain rain is in the forecast, so we uh, we switched it up. So uh, we're. 
Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I know we're intruding now. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't know before because I just decided to call you out of the blue. <laughs> I didn't clear this with you. Now that I know that we're intruding upon your vacation, I'm going to uh, draw this out for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm still in the van, so I mean, oh, you know. Time, it's, it's okay. Time comes to a standstill when you're in a van. <laughs> when you're in a cool van. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking shows, man. I just wanted to ha- give you a, uh, an opportunity just off the top of your head, sitting in a van, not in your home, home city to tell us about <laughs> music city multicon. I know you've had some guest announcements, some stuff you've put out on Facebook up on the site. He's not done anything really spectacular for us, Whitney, but I'm not holding that against him. Uh, that's, that, that's okay. We, we've got to, yeah. we've got to focus on the positive here. I think, you know? I think yeah. Whitney were considered in the bag, yeah. so he doesn't yeah. have to like, yeah. I, I we'll talk about it later. Go yeah, ahead. That's fine. Dave, tell us about the Music City Multicon while your wife is ready to go on to the next thing on your trip. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Recently, uh, I announced, um, let's see, Mark Bustler from uh, Classic Game Room. If yeah. you're a fan of, uh, you know, watching watching game review shows, that's like the OG show right there. Tons of YouTube content there. Tons. Really funny guy. Really great show. Um still one of my favorites and um he's he's even um revitalizing the show and has a kickstarter running right now for for like a new season so it's a good timing um let's see i booked i booked some wrestlers this year which is different oh so oh, like, that sounds uh, like fun yeah some wrestling. Uh, million dollar man ted dibiase yeah um and his, his tag team partner uh went by irs so he's gonna be there Oh, I and, didn't remember that until you just said that. Oh, yeah. that's great. The million yes. Dollar Man and IRS, man. That, that's yes. just, it's almost like they planned that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost like it was a that, show. Funny yeah. how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, of course, uh, Jimmy Hart. Everybody knows Jimmy oh, Hart yeah. if you watched uh, yeah. WWF back in the day. So. Oh, I can't wait to see that guy. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And I tell you, I, what was I thought was really neat. Both Ted and Jimmy released videos uh, announcing that they're coming on your channel. Yeah, that was, it was very cool, you know, to, to have that little uh, that little home shot announcement there, you know, and just a little bit of excitement going. So... Um, I have some voice actors coming, um, and I mean, a lot of gaming guys, um, there's a, um, there's a cool, um, true crime podcast called death to us part podcast. And these guys are coming It's a husband and wife team. So that'd be a really fun panel to go to. Oh yes, it will. And, uh, and Dave, I, I'll tell you this, I, I showed that, uh, to my daughter and she's a big fan of the true crime podcast genre. And she was, she was like super excited. So she listens to quite a bit of those. <laughs> so, yeah. So and she, she was like, she was like pumped. And for somebody that's as out of touch, out of touch as I am and that generally doesn't care like I do, I've actually heard of the podcast. So I that was a little, I was like, okay, <laughs> Cool. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's, it's, so it, there's, it there's should some, be neat. There's some gas there for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're talking about, um, 
doing a uh, doing a live one at the show with a uh, with a with a crime that happened in Tennessee. Oh, so I thought you meant a, real, a live crime. I was like, whoo, live crime. Yes, yeah, so they're actually gonna kill someone at the, at the show. Oh boy! All right, I'm gonna <laughs> tap. I'm tapping out right now, Phil. <laughs> so hey, Brent, Brent, this has been a great run, but I'm out. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> things things took a turn at the Music City Multicon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. We're now going to be the uh, uh, the source material for next year's podcast. Yes, yes, we will. Yeah, we're going to show up in some deposition somewhere. I can guarantee you. Oh, uh, and I know you're working on a lot of people, so there's there's obviously stuff you can't talk about. I, I was just taking a look at the site. Um, October. 27th through the 29th there at the Farm Bureau Expo Center and you're not you're just it's Nashville for for the most part right but it's Lebanon right on the yeah, outskirts technically of Lebanon Tennessee but it's right outside the uh the city limits there so short drive to Nashville is what I would say this is the show that you, Whitney and I gush about. At least that's what we're saying while we have him on the phone. Oh, we saying. do. Oh, we do. This yeah. is the show that yeah. Whitney and I gush about. That's not LAX. Yes. This is yes. This, yes. this is the show. The the next best show. And I got to say that, Dave, because LAX it's home show. You know, this is our home show. That's not at home. Sure. That's exactly yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. It's the the home away from home show. Was, it's just a short drive, a short van ride away. <laughs> I like how I qualified that. Yes. Yeah. Dave, you're spot on. Yes. So I, I, I know you're bringing back a cart, not all, not the same, but you're bringing back strong comic book book. Or I'll spit it out in a second. Help me here. It's just two words. Comic book artists. Um, I see uh, Ted and I'm, oh man, after not being able to say comic book, Nuak N A U C K, knock. Knock. That's close. Okay. Clip you know. <laughs> Thanks for being kind. <laughs> <laughs> Nuak sounds a little bit more, uh, you know, fancy. So maybe, maybe he goes well, by that. The, the, the running title of the show right now involves the word bougie. So bougie we'll just yeah. go with that. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're just going to stick that. I mean, I see a lot of names in here I recognize, and some I don't care for, which Spider Man mainly uh, from the neighborhood <laughs> Spider Man. I keep knocking Spider-Man. I'm this I'm looking at some of his sample. The man's obviously oh, he's, he's yeah. incredibly talented. Incredibly but talented. A lot yeah. of names uh, that 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 people are gonna know. Deadpool, Gwen Stacy, um, Nightcrawler. I mean, even I recognize some of these those names. So yeah. and I even talk about being disconnected. Yeah, I mean a lot of we put a lot of work into the comic artists and uh you know it's 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 the best comic lineup in in Middle Tennessee for sure. You know, uh, well, I'm seeing. Uh, I'm just not to downplay some of the ones I'm not mentioning, but I see Tim Townsend here. Hopefully, I got his first name right. It's Tim, right? T I M Tim. <laughs> you, na- you nailed it on Tim. <laughs> that, that, Sweet. That, oh man, that is that's hilarious. There, there's going there's going to be chat sessions on that I later. Sh- oh, for man, sure. I, sh- I should have said. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It's T I M. That's what I should have went with, but uh, uh, twenty eight years, twenty eight years with Marvel, yeah. and, and just title after title. Um, I'm just, I'm just scrolling through here. I mean, is there anybody? I, I know I'm. It's like asking you to pick your favorite child. Why don't you do that while you're in the van with your family? Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> pick your favorite child. So a lot of the artists that I've got coming this year, they they haven't been in the area. Some of them ever, and and if you know, like some of them maybe years ago, but um, so it's all a lot of artists you wouldn't typically see in, in like Tennessee and stuff. So it's it's a good 
it's a good lineup, you know. Uh, Jason Sean Alexander is actually from uh, Tennessee, lives in L.A., so he was happy to come back and visit the state. Uh, really good artist, so that's one that he was really excited to come to the show. So I'm actually like taking a look at this picture of um, Larry Stucker, mm-hmm. and it's looks like he's he's worked for Marvel, he's worked for DC, he's worked. Um, a bunch of titles, but the thing that caught my eye is it looks like his picture is in a game room. I see a pinball machine and video games behind him. Yep. So, so he actually lives there in middle Tennessee. He's the only one oh, okay. at, uh, from the lineup, but um, he's got a, uh, let's see, parts of the Caribbean pin, the Stern, a um, few arcade games. Now that you say he, that, I can make that out in the back glass. Yep. Yep. Yep, and he asked me if I can come over and help him fix a few things. So, <laughs> so <laughs> even better. Yeah, wow. So we'll, we'll get that done here sometime this summer. So, uh, you, just recently, you announced Daniel Piscina and his brother Carlos Piscina of Mortal Kombat fame. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I got down. I'm just now seeing Mark uh, Mark Bussler. You just mentioned him. I mean, anybody? I I don't. You, I'm, I'm telling you about your own show. So, kind of lead me here a little bit, Dave. As I've well, you're you telling told. everybody about the show. So, you know, everyone else. <laughs> I, I managed to get down to our picture, and it was a lot of scrolling. So, whatever. I'm not going to. Well, hold that. you know, I mean, I, I might reorganize the, the list. It's, it's not in order of uh, importance by any means. So. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> You're going to have a good cosplay representation again this year. A lot of comic book book artists branching out on the podcast front. Um, man, Whitney, we you need to check out the Death Do Us part, like headshots they've got that, that Dave's got up and Dave and Julia have up on the site. You and I need to do something a little edgier. <laughs> well, we might, uh, we might ought to have to invest a little bit of time in that. I'll do the sure. eyeliner if you'll do those sunglasses. Uh, I can do the sunglasses. Okay. That's fine. Sure. <laughs> I thought I'd yeah. give you the out. Yeah, thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I'll do I the mean, sunglasses. I'll do, it for, I'll do it for the show. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all What fun. do I have to lose, my friends? That's just you two, and I really don't care for either of you. So... <laughs> <laughs> the water has finally boiled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Dave, again, I know I'm hitting you cold. I appreciate it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was going to work. I was hoping it was going to work out, and I'm glad that it did. So <laughs> that you. Well, answered. you know, it's it's a good thing you didn't call me at the Golden Corral because it's a little hectic in there. So. Well, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I mean, I everybody's was, fighting uh, over apple pie, man. I get it. I was kind of so, trying just for the, the just for my. This for the humor for myself. I don't care about everybody else in this case. No, I was actually really trying to call because I thought it'd be a little funnier. But our first segment ran a little long. Anyway, you know the the, the last time you called me, I was working on a refrigerator. So this is an improvement. <laughs> no, you know that, that is true. I do remember that now. You you are correct. Yes. Oh, um, but yeah. So one more thing on the show. I've oh, got sure. A couple of couple of big guest announcements that uh, I can't put out there yet. But if you you keep watching our Facebook, you might see uh, some really big guests this year. So, oh, really? I, I mean, just kind of put that teaser out there. Okay, like, uh, okay. I, I figured like, that like, the more know, I ask, the the more dangerous my questions become. So I'm just not going <laughs> to say know, you, anything. You might recognize them from uh, TV or movies. I'll okay. All right. Fair enough. And we're talking big franchise stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. big stuff. <laughs> big stuff. <laughs> okay, got it. Like, we're not big stuff. Come on. Uh, no, I'm talking about uh, real talking, stuff. We're yeah. talking like franchise stuff. Yeah. I, so, I'm just like so eager to make these announcements, but it's just not the right time. I get it. I, we, yeah. Oh, we, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> get and it. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, uh, well, I wasn't expecting that. No, with no, the, and, the cold and, call. And here's for sure. and here's not the place to yes, do it. No, yeah. So yeah, you you are you are owed your own your own way to do that for sure. So so Dave, in the show notes uh, that go along with this podcast, we're going to have uh, of course a link to musiccitymulticon.com. And I'll go ahead and grab those uh, video links that Ted and uh, Jimmy Hart put out for you all. Oh, cool. And yeah. we'll, we'll share those out as well. Yeah. We're looking forward to it, Dave. I, I'm I, see. I think if everything works out, we'll be coming in hot. I'll be coming in hot from Portland and uh, man, we're, we're going to do this thing back to back, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's the way we do it. You know? Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what, Whitney? I'm just taking a look here on the homepage and he's actually got some featured guests and guess who's not in that featured list. Oh well, I mean, I'm just gonna go on with it. We're we're help at this point, but that's I'm okay. you know, it's it's a work in progress. You know. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Okay, all right. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you can't you cannot argue with that out. So it's okay. Hey, look, at least we made the picture uh, in the in the things to do section. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> yeah, things to do. It's like and walk it, up to Brent and stick your finger in his ear. It's it's a thing to do. You know, it's yeah. the default picture in the in the area that discusses like the panels and all that but hey a win is a win a win is a win i don't yes. care if it was by actual effort or by forfeit i don't care forfeit. yeah that's actually just a placeholder image i meant to swap that out thank god because yeah. <laughs> that's the image that I'm, I'm giving this whitney i'm giving whitney the side eye or you the side eye and it looks like i'm like on the edge of snapping like it's that, that i mean that's that's pretty much every photo that I've <laughs> this, this is this is true yeah this yeah. is that yeah, yeah yeah okay fair enough <laughs> So, Music City Multicon. Especially after a weekend of helping me with the show, that's that's about the look I get. Oh, that's so. all good. You're, you're, hey, I, I gave you a, a time limit, so this year is going to be a plus one. You know, I, I said, <laughs> I'm done when I turn 50. And then you started with the technicalities. Is, does that mean like when you're 50, you're done? You know, we, we lost a couple years there in between somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's, we gotta, that's true. When I next time I go to buy a car, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> uh, music you mean City, a van? The van, yes, 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 yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, music City Multicon, October 27th through the 29th, there in Nashville, Tennessee. It it's oh, just a, be it, there. It's just be there. It, to I don't know. They still say it's a banger. It's a banger of a sure. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with. Yeah, yeah. We can go with that. <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere, someplace, somebody. Dude, yeah, I, yeah, they I say sound it. like my grandfather talking about YouTube. <laughs> uh, That's my new tagline right there. I'm putting yeah. that up there on the website. Well, that might actually be the next uh, show title. I'll put that in there as a possibility, Whitney. <laughs> I don't know. It's going it's to have to be strong to, to fight out the booze, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, Dave. We're uh, we really appreciate the yeah, time. Thank Dave, you thank for answering you. the phone. Hey, yeah. thanks thanks for putting me on the show. Hey, know, it's it's all, it's all good, man. It is all good, dude. We will talk to you later, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, the next time we talk with you, man, we'll be talking with you. You know, like as we get out of a van or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Hey, uh, Whitney is it's closer every day to joining the van club. Oh yes, so all the, all yeah, the time. I mean. 
You can only put it off so much. It's, so long, yeah. you know? it's, 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 it's imminent at this point. The draw of the van. The draw of the van. Oh, it's it's totally. I, I've already convinced myself. Now it's just making it happen. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome, cool. guys. Okay. Have right, a good Dave. one, Dave. Say Thank hi to you. Julia for me and the girls. Yep. Likewise. All right. Be good. Later. All right. See you, man. Bye. Bye. Well, that went pretty well <laughs> for, for all things considered yeah i didn't know what we i said we're gonna try this i didn't i didn't know what we might get <laughs> so <laughs> well the good thing is we got dave how about that so it worked out <laughs> he, he answered the phone without saying something uh like what's up moron which he got me he wouldn't do he's not done that no but. no that, no, that's he, why you don't want to call me hot because yeah. <laughs> you're liable to get that. <laughs> Dave's good on his feet. Let's, let's say that. So it works out. So before I forget, I'm going to grab some links right now and get them in the show notes. And, yeah. but what, uh, what we, what, ah, English Brent, what uh, comic book. All right. I can say that at least I, I wasn't able to spit that er, out earlier. Um, what we do need to touch on too, Whitney, while we're talking games and game shows is, uh, just a general recap of how LAX went. So, okay, yes, I yeah. mentioned earlier at the top of the show the prior two shows to this this release mm-hmm. uh, was our Friday and Saturday night live streams from Louisville Arcade Expo, and you know, hopefully, I think we've gotten good feedback. I'm question marking here, Whitney, because I know you tend to be a little bit closer to that than I do. I'm sure we've gotten good feedback on those shows. Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, had several comments come in through the website and I responded to those and they, they always seem like they're, uh, like, like they're well received, I guess is the best way to say it because they're always a very, it, it, it's a very dynamic kind of rolling dialogue there with so many people that go in and out that it uh, it, it does. It, it, they're, they're just they're just fun. And I, I think uh, I think people really like them from that regard. Uh, I'm going to have to find um, I was going to go to the, the Music City Multicon YouTube page, but I forgot Jimmy Hart. And uh, that they've released on their own channels. I'll have to grab those. Yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. We, we can we can get all that for, oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. So, but if if we're talking about, I mean, if we're talking about how LAX was organized and how it was uh, put on, and then like uh, the vendor space, the gamer space, and stuff like that. Yeah, let's let's touch on that briefly before we head on to our next segment. So, as you walked into the main part of the 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 show hall if you will for Louisville Arcade Expo the uh the left i don't know what would you say maybe the left quarter was uh was a vendor space yeah and, and it was yes you know there was a there was an atrium type area so that everybody can come in kind of get their bearings and you started there to your left and they always bring in uh a phenomenal list of vendors. And I've said this before and it's worth, worth mentioning again, you're not going to go to Louisville arcade expo and it's, it's like a swap meet in terms of the vendor space. If you're a collector, you know, there are a few shows and there's nothing wrong with this. Cause actually I, I, I enjoy those because I, as we've discussed earlier, I've got too much stuff and that's because I enjoy going out and I'm looking at parts and pieces and things like that. The vendor space, much like music city multicon, they're catering to the family. They're they're They have artists there. They have people that are making crafts related to gaming. They have uh, individuals that are selling 
uh, consoles, selling mm-hmm. cartridges, selling, you're, you're, you're not going to necessarily walk in there. And I mean this in the best possible way. If you need uh, an MPU for a William system, 11 pinball, that's probably not the place you're going to find it, no. but you're going to go in there with your family and you're going to have a good time just a good of a time in the vendor space at Louisville arcade expo as you are out in the game space. A hundred percent. And I mean, you walk through the, you walk through the vendor area and just thinking back about it, like like you mentioned cartridges, there were several like video game console cartridges, several vendors selling those. You had vendors selling like uh, marquee artwork magnets. You had people, you had vendors selling. I visit that booth every yeah, year. Yeah, I know. It's it's neat to just run through and, okay, what, what don't I have yet? And then, you know, pick up a handful. It's like, I don't ever want to spend a whole lot of money, but every year I spend a little bit of money. <laughs> and then over the course of five years, it's a lot of money. So that, that's the way that goes. Um, yeah, and then you have you know other vendors that are selling you know uh, video game controllers, whole consoles, maybe artwork, uh, you know some bo- games in boxes, just loose carts, magazines, uh, manuals. I mean, it just runs the gamut, I, and I see everything from you know Atari twenty six hundred to NES to Super Nintendo, you know to SNES, you know all the way up to Xbox and and GameCube and everything in between. It's Wii and all of that is uh i mean almost every generation's represented literature there. vendors i wasn't there i remember a particular vendor that had what's i gotta back up several steps here what is what is the books that grace likes to read oh uh manga manga so yes. i'm pretty sure there was manga there, vendors there, there was, as well yes yes yeah and she consumes those at a pretty voracious pace <laughs> so and and it can be a fairly expensive uh undertaking too so yeah so uh plenty of of manga uh manga books available you know general anime art things like that so a lot of that is there and, and i guess you know, i guess a good way to explain it is a lot of the vendors are steeped in the video game culture but they also branch out into pop culture and uh because we're like one of the vendors that uh that was selling you know that was selling items located that was located right next to us you know, was like keychains and uh, in just kind of, you know, general kind of tchotchkes, I guess, is, is a good way to phrase it. And, uh, you know, wall art and things like that, that that some of it was was uh, pop culture or I'm sorry, was vendor was video game related. Some of it was more pop culture related and some of it was just original art. You know, it's, it's just all intermixed. And that, that's what makes it cool. So then as you looked across the room left to right. Of course, you saw us because we yep. were in the vendor space. And then, I mean, everyone stopped and saw us. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. then then you got into the real draw of the show, which was the game floor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what else? What what else can I say about it? I mean, I'm going to use words I've used before, yeah, but they're they're yeah. warranted. It's it's always a phenomenal layout yeah it, it, it and the layout's different every year and every year it's good and i it, it's it's weird because you look at the layout and it's like well why did how did they come up with that you know what what on paper why does that look like that's better than it was last year why didn't they just stick with what they had last year because it was awesome but the layout is even though it's continually changing it's continually good mm-hmm. yeah it, it's and I, I, without asking them, I would have to assume that it, it's like 
okay, we're going to, some of it's probably space constraints. Things yeah. change. Yeah. You know, they want to do different things, try different F- things. Focus on different, different things. And yes. then it, it necessitates some, uh, some changes in other places that ripples through, but it also keeps it a fresh experience. Yeah. It you're, does. you're not coming every year to the same thing. And, and you're not, you're, it's visually different. The, the arcade games, the pinball machines are, are different. Collectors are really good about bringing different titles. Um, a lot of, uh, I get the impression that a lot of the, uh, the collectors that are coming from out of town, they, uh, they might work with the show and say, Hey, what, what's a good offering so that we're bringing something that that isn't already represented mm-hmm. you know I, yeah. I i i don't know that for a fact but i get that impression kind of just like talking with people and the like so yeah you're, you're it's not a rinse that. wash and repeat by any no. stretch of the imagination no I, I i do feel that they try to showcase certain games that may not have been there in years prior and i, I do think they can I, I much like you i do think they cater to that and then they also have they, they also have like genre areas where they have uh, certain certain spots in the floor like for the candy cabs and for uh, for some of the some of the uh, jamma cabs and things like that or the dan- you know, like the rhythm games yes. the dance oh, games yeah. I've, and things I'd like that. that yeah in that in the uh, the back kind of mm-hmm. corner where mm-hmm. the entrance was to the console and home computer gaming rooms yeah that was all rhythm games it was all there. rhythm games yes correct yeah and then of course they have like the pinball tournament area and, and, and everything like that so i i feel like they do a good job of keeping like for like uh organized and uh, and everything's not just sprawling and mixed up i mean there there's there's a definite thought process to it and i, I appreciate that Whitney, did you get much uh, opportunity to experience the PC and console rooms? Now, this year, I'm going to admit, I I didn't get to do as much as I would have liked. Neither, I, neither did I. I ended up, uh, I, I've been fortunate in prior years with the titles that I have brought, basically being set it and forget it. This year was the opposite. If I wasn't involved at the podcast booth, I was I was wrenching on on games mm. that I trying to keep stuff running. Yeah. So I think I kind of wore out my welcome on a couple games. It's time for some general servicing. Yeah. But, uh, so personally, unfortunately, I didn't get to take advantage of some stuff that I would have liked to have. Yeah, and neither did I because, uh, I mean, like at our table this year, we we probably focused a bit more uh, than we have in prior years of hosting people mm-hmm. and also this ha- is true, yeah, and also having items out for sale constantly throughout the course of the weekend, and I just never felt like I could like I could get too far away from things if you weren't there and likely vice versa, because you just don't want to leave your stuff unattended for that long. Because if I, if I were to go sit down in the console room, I mean, I did it, you know, three or four years ago while, uh, like when Sean O'Shea was here, uh, Sean and, and, and his, uh, and his wife, Sharon, you know, we sat down in the console room and played for almost an hour. And that was very, that was a ton of fun. But it, I just didn't feel like we had that leeway as much this year. So anyway, that you know, whether that's real or perceived, it, it was real to me. So now I did get an opportunity to go through those rooms during setup, and mm-hmm. if you, I did too during the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I did was able to traverse those rooms a couple of times. Yeah, and they are just as active. Oh yeah, as the and every year, Whitney, it seems as if 
things are added. Yeah. It just the volume. It just grows. It, it grows. It grows. For, that's yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And now I was actually the show um uh I awarded me, okay, blessed me with. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you were recognized. Recognized. For, that's yeah. that's a good uh, so they, they give out a, a various awards on Sunday. And uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't make it over to the award ceremony uh, because you and I were doing our bumpers for those live stream shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the time we were able to sneak out to do it, you know, kind of set to the side to do it. Yeah. Not sneak out, like sneak out of the venue. We did it there on the show floor, but that's the time yes, we could correct. set aside. Correct. Correct. So I missed it. And they came back and, and awarded me, show, gave me the award, presented it to me. I won the award for best multiplayer game, and that was for my my two tigers. And I was I was thrilled to have that, and especially given the fits that it put me through for the weekend. But <laughs> people enjoyed the game. It's a fun game. It is a fun game. And yeah. Every time I went by it, once once I got it fixed, it it literally had it let the magic smoke out of a component. And so, other than the time that it was down. It was constantly played. You know, I'd go over there and check on things because I knew things were giving me a bit of a fit. And uh, once I kind of got it back in the fight, it stayed in. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was thrilled that that the that that I was recognized. The game was recognized. As oh it was. yeah, not yeah. me. It. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. No. That, that's that, that's all good stuff, man. There, there's no doubt about it. But. I think a good way to a good way to sum up LAX this year was it was it was well organized, very tightly run, and I I feel like it it, it matures on itself year after year. Corey and Joe are they they're, they've taken it and make it they've made the show their own and they've built on a great foundation from uh you know from from Matt and Jeremy and Joe but uh, but you can tell that it's got a little bit of a different vibe with with a little bit of a different um focus I guess and uh, I, I think it's cool because it's it's grown in different ways than I than we saw it grow you know in like year four and year five and year six and all that so it's uh it's it's really come a long way the guys put a lot of effort into it, um, and it's I I'll, I'll cut to the the chase of a point I made earlier. It's not a rinse, wash, and repeat. They they they've never in any of the the show leadership and all the folks that that support the show. There's a lot of folks that come in and volunteer time and work in the console space. All the people that bring in games, uh, it drives me crazy. I can't think of the gentleman's name that brought in all those rhythm games. That's, that's not I don't know his name either, but he brings, he brings big games every year. And, and good on him. I mean, it's being able to do that. Yeah. All the people that are involved in, in the show, it's definitely worth coming to and don't think, well, I did that last year. You need to do it. You need to do it this year because yeah. it, it'll, it'll be worth it. Yeah. That, take, take my word for it. And, uh, if, if you disagree with me, come and come and find me at the show and I'll have Whitney refund your, your mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll pay, I'll pay you in pennies and cracker grounds. How about that? Sorry, but I'm, I'm just putting that out there right now. So, all right, Whitney, well, I tell you what, let's, uh, let's take a quick little break, uh, shift away from talking about shows. We're going to get into a little bit of a tech segment. There's a couple things I alluded to in the show that I want to cover, uh, yeah, touch on. And, um, 
And then from there, we're going to roll into uh, to news and kind of current events. Yeah, sounds good. With all this talk of selling and moving on games, it got me thinking, Whitney, about the process that I personally go through. I think mine is different than yours. From earlier conversations, we've kind of played this out in real time, real podcast time. Yeah. My my position is, is that I can try to maximize it a little bit, whereas I feel that your position right now with where you are and what you're trying to accomplish you're um, you're more of and keep me honest here. Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth. This is how I'm, tr- I'm trying to r- read back as yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more in the position of okay, I'm I'm not going to keep this. Basically, what you see is what you get. This well, is what, what I'm I'm selling. Some some, some game. Yeah, I would say that for for what I have sold, it, it se- that is correct for probably seventy five to eighty percent of what I've sold. Okay, it depends upon how much I. How, <laughs> I hate to say this. It depends upon how much I feel that I can get out of a uh, out of a, a shorter time investment on working on it. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean we're. Yeah, I mean I understand what you mean. You you hate to say that because it. It sounds like it's about the dollar, I guess. But well, at, at the end of the day, you're just trying to be fair to yourself, right? I, yeah, it's and it's not really so much about the dollar. It's it's about the time because right yeah. because I think what's the trade off? What's the trade off? Because for me, my perspective on time will change once Grace is in college and she, and she's not at home any longer. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense b- because while she's there, I try to prioritize her and spending time with her and doing what she would want to do in in as much as I can with our work schedules and everything like that. So I don't feel like spending another two hours uh, to get another $200 on a game is worth it when I could spend two hours with with her and Jackie and go to a movie or something oh, like I that. Oh, I totally get that. Now, if she's when, once she's in school and she's not there then my i think my perspective on it's going to change a little bit more where i could where i feel like i could slow down a little bit and spend a little more time on the game before it sells that's just the truth yeah no i i totally yeah. get that i think i'm so you're you said what about your your split was about 25 75 25 75 or 80 20 okay yeah, well, yeah, my yeah. split was probably 25 75 the opposite the other way the other way and, yeah and I that it. i the the games that I let go as is, I just I couldn't put the time into it to justify putting the time into it for what I'd get. Uh-huh. And then the ones that I did, I could. Yeah, yeah, no, so, no, I I totally get it. But the thing about it though is, as I as I have looked at it, at the end of the day, it truly doesn't matter. As long as you're okay with where you land on a price scale, mm-hmm. because the person buying it doesn't care because they're buying it at a price that's good for them. Right. As long as you're good with it, that's really all that matters, yeah. truly. And uh, and I'm not I'm not meaning to be flippant about that in any way, shape, or form. It's more so just it it does it just comes down to time and other priorities is what it comes down 100%. to. Yeah. So that gets me into, so I just want to touch on the arcade thing just to kind of put a, put a bow on 
what I do for a game that's going to go in the game room yeah. or a game that I'm going to maximize for, for sale yeah. to make it like a turnkey situation. Okay. Now for games that I bring into my game room, you and I are almost in lockstep versus what I've read right here. Okay. Yes. And, and, I, I'm going to guess where the caveat is, but I'm gonna, not going to say anything. To, I'm going to see where you said almost. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, assuming that I get the game and it needs, it's, I'm going to blow it out with an air compressor. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, de, you know, if I don't have access to an air compressor, you can take a shop vac and the, you, it'll reverse itself. <laughs> a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. 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 With the outlet on a, on a shop vac, on most shop vacs, you can put the hose in it and turn it and use it as a, with a blowing function, mm-hmm. but I'll take that game and I'll set it out in the driveway, not in a building, not in my basement. And I'll even pay attention to which way the wind is blowing yeah, so that it doesn't blow back on me or back into the building. Yeah. And I will go to town and that, mm-hmm. especially if you use an air compressor, you can get down and get into all the little nooks and crannies and blow all the crud out of the coin door, um, I'll have the monitor bezel out. A lot of times I'll go ahead and use an air compressor and get all that collected dust off the monitor chassis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll look like nuclear fallout. Oh, it, the way it, it hangs. It, 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 the way it hangs. Yeah. And, and I will, I'll say this, uh, and, and I, I have no problem talking about this. I didn't learn how to properly do that until until a few games through okay and it took me uh it took me a a time or two of honestly i get sick i'll get sick wow yeah i've gotten an upper respiratory infection from cleaning out a game before was that do you think it was just pure dirt or was it did it have like maybe mouse which is very common even even in a game that's undamaged you'll find mouse droppings it it. it was i swear to you it was due to the mouse droppings. okay yeah it was and because i would particulate them and put them in the air uh-huh. and everything like that, dude. I get sick. Oh wow! And and, uh, and so now, oh, and I've done the. Ma- I've had a mask on, oh, like yeah. a good mask. Oh yes, like a good three M yeah. mask. Yeah. So now, uh, what I have got, and I, <laughs> I've even gone as far. Not I've gotten a, so I have on hand a respirator. I use a full face respirator, and I use nitrile gloves okay. when I'm doing this. I. That you, is the lesson that I have taught myself. Doing things with you, now that you say that, we'll, we'll touch on that. I have been more apt to realize I should go put some gloves on. That's exactly right. And I yes. don't care if it's game-related, car-related. Doesn't matter. Throw the gloves on. I, I put the gloves on. I put the gloves on almost all the time. And I go to <laughs> I go to Harbor Freight, and I buy the... Uh, it depends upon what I'm going to do. I either buy the 5 mil or the 7 mil nitrile gloves. And I, I, keep those, I keep a pair of those gloves in my back pocket when I'm working on anything. Because as I slice a pair of gloves, I rip them off and yep. reach in my back pocket and put the next pair on. Man, that has saved me so many splinters. That has saved me so many cuts. That has saved me so many bruises. It is. It, it has just saved me so many times that I'm a big believer in it, in the gloves. But um, because, I mean, Brent, you can, you can slice yourself open from a splinter and then get an infection from the dirt inside of a cabinet and you don't even realize where it happened. You mm-hmm. know, Th- that, that kind of things can, that, that kind of thing can happen. But on the uh, on the face mask, I, I have I've moved to a full face respirator when I'm when I'm blowing the games out and working on them because you're right you are right it now the way that I do it it is truly like nuclear fallout and it hangs in the air and um, 
<laughs> I just don't want to be sick for four days from cleaning from cleaning I, oh, out I totally a gorf. You know, oh yeah, my time. I I can't afford to be down for four days, and try as I might, you, you even just running a shop vac and cleaning up mouse droppings can still get you sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's um, that. I I shifted into the the respirator where I learned. So you're talking, that's a lesson learned that, that, for me. That is a lesson. That kind of goes back into a lot of the stuff we talked about in the top of the show where we're, Hey, we diverged from what we had in our notes, but Hey, if we can, we can share some lessons with people. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I, I call that a win. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had to go get a Z pack for a URI from cleaning out a game. Wow. And it's like, this is not worth See, it. See, I've been lucky there. And what, what drove me to the, the, to a nice, respirator uh-huh yeah uh, yeah sorry was, i didn't need to get back on mic yes was uh uh of all things spray paint oh yeah so like oh yes uh, every couple years i'll i'll recoat the frame under my truck uh-huh because it's a ford and i love my ford <laughs> but it's but gonna rust the, yeah the coatings they put on <laughs> them they don't last they're, they're not, not they're not coatings brent they're colors they're colors yeah. yes <laughs> so i'll spray that and then like last summer and I've had to do this like three times since I've owned, I've got a, a 16 foot, well, 16 foot with a two foot dovetail. It dips down at the back for, to drive a car on. So it's an 18 foot trailer last summer. I, in, in the time I've had it, I think this was the third or fourth time I've repainted it. Mm-hmm. And it's when they build them they're they don't even, they don't even prime them. Yeah. They build, they build these trailers out of steel and then they're painted and then they they go. That's just yeah. that's just the nature of it. Yeah. So last year I put a deck on it, so I had all the wooden deck off of it, and that was an opportunity that I can paint. I could get to everything, mm-hmm. and being under the truck, being under a trailer, even with the deck on it or without the deck, it's, it's all aerosol in the air. Yeah. You so just, you just can't you just can't mess around, man. You and it's can't. days of getting that out, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, if it's in my nose, where else is it? Where it it's it's inside your body yeah. is where it is. So yes. I've used masks. I graduated to masks, and then I finally graduated to an actual respirator. Yes, and and I know they're expensive. They are. Buy once, cry once. That bingo. That's it. And you can get on Amazon, and you can get a full face respirator for fifty dollars. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you <laughs> no. Get a 3M, and it's going to cost you 135. And you'll and and I I, I spent up spent up, and I never regret it because it, like the the 35 and 50 dollar respirators, Brent. I don't know where they come from. Yeah, that's, that's true. The, that's the issue. They're made in. Uh, man, I'm going to hate to say. I hate to say this. They're they're made in China. Yeah, and you have you have. Uh, well, the 3M probably is too, but 3M's it got is, its name on it. 3M's got its and name it's on to it. Their standards. And it's to their standards, and it is 3M is trusted professionally across hundreds of industry. Okay. Yeah. I'll 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 burn I'll burn a hundy just to just to make sure I don't run into a problem. The respirator I have is one of the ones with the replaceable like mm-hmm. dual replaceable yeah, with, filters with the, with the twistable filters, right? The, the twist and lock it's filters. A, it's yeah. a 3M. Yeah, and and I've got a 3M. My, my full face mask is full, is all 3M, and I just was not going to mess around. Nitro gloves from Harbor Freight, eh, no problem. I, I'll I'll go that route. A respirator for something I'm breathing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm 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 sticking with 3M. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, clean the game out, and I'll rebuild a monitor. 
rebuild a power supply. Oh yeah. You got to. And I'll go through the control panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, general cleaning through the glass, uh, the bezel, pull out the marquee, always cobwebs behind that, address the lamps if necessary. Um, I kind of like to put games back in an original state. So if it had a, a linear power supply, like a Williams game, I'll put it back like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> that's just what I do. Yeah. I, I, I haven't gotten into converting my marquees into LEDs yet. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking, but the, the games that I've done that for, I've done it in such a way that the original lamps and everything's still in there. I yeah. don't hack it yeah well and i don't ha- I, I, <laughs> I say well i don't hack either but <laughs> but here we are um i don't cut the wiring up i no, don't no, throw, i don't no. take out parts and throw them away no, no i do i do not do that what i have what i have found and this is all due to out of a necessity of time here is i have found that i've had uh pretty decent luck with uh like power supply adapters and a good quality switcher and things like that oh so you're not hacking you're not cutting the wiring no, up yeah no no no, no. Yeah. I just convert everything over with an adapter. And in the and, case where I've used yeah. a switcher, mm-hmm. mainly in some of the, uh, uh, I almost said missile command, uh, in some of the space invaders that I've had, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use an arcade shop adapter. Yeah, I yeah. will. Yeah, and they, they tend to work really well. Now, there, there's other adapters that are better, <laughs> than arcade shops i've uh, oh okay I've, all right i've ran the, I, I I've ran it, the gamut on some of them. i do it very infrequently so yeah if, if you're going to go down like the williams route there uh there are adapters from a guy by the name of brad Raydell. okay you, you you can find no better seriously you can find no better than his adapters it's year, crazy good i vaguely recall years and years ago people talking about even just direct wiring a switcher into some of the williams into williams games it doesn't work and it yeah, doesn't work. And doesn't it has work. to do with the way the game expects the rails to come up and how the factory... And how it shuts down. Too. Yeah, and how yeah. it shuts down. Yes. So, like, people might have to turn the game on two or three times and get lucky for it to work. Yeah, yes. So, I... But well, yeah, and like his adapter. I don't dive into that area that yeah, much. Yeah, and his so, adapters are great because they preserve like coin door voltage and things like they that. Take all that they, they take all that into account. Uh, they don't corrupt the high score tables when when they shut down, when the game is, sh- is shut off and things like that. Just it's really engineered well. And I always remind, I, I kind of have the saying in the back of my head, better living through technology. And this is one of those scenarios where it's like, <laughs> you know what? Somebody has truly designed a better mousetrap. I'm going to go with a better mousetrap. And they said, well, that's not original. And it's like, well, okay, I get that. But the original is still in there. Go, go forth and conquer if you will. But I, but for me, I, I prefer to spend my time on making the monitor look good. I rebuild my monitors and, and having a good clean control panel and good controls and everything like that. Honestly, Brent, the power is just a utility to me. It, it, long, just, it just makes it come on. As long <laughs> you know? as, yeah. you know, like some games, like the Williams. Yeah. And I know Space Invaders, a lot of those L-board uh, Midway games. Yeah. They, uh, um, they would send a reset from the power supply. I mean, it was a real simple circuit. MCR2 boards will do this too. Yeah, true. Very They'll true. They'll send yes. a reset up yep. because basically the, the the power supply design assumes that as the rails come up, they've crashed the game mm-hmm. because the game wants couldn't, to couldn't boot. Right. Yeah. So they'll, they'll within a time period faster yeah. than you and I can perceive, they'll send watch, resets. They'll watch a dog getting reset. Exactly yeah. right. Yep. Yep. So, 
some games you can get away with a mm-hmm. direct wire in some games you can't yeah. and, and i'm kind of i understand the perspective of going with a switcher the reliability of it as long as you can um as long as you can build the better mousetrap and account for the the way the game was engineered so it doesn't cause you other problems. That's exactly I guess right. Is what I'm and, trying to say. And, and so I pursue finding those mousetraps and in, in in doing that. And and by and large, um time has gone that for the time that has gone by over the past, let's say five years, they there are better mousetraps and they have been designed and released. And so, so yeah, so I I don't see it as, as arcade sacrilege as much as I did 10 years ago. Uh, But anyway, but that, that's me. That's my, my perspective. No, no, I'm not hacking the harnesses. No, I'm not yanking the the power supplies out, but it just from a reliability standpoint and, and a troubleshooting standpoint, I just always, I just always find uh, the, the power, the, the power supply adapters and the switchers just to be more consistent. So that's, that's me though. So to circle back. So from my perspective, if I'm putting a game in a game room or I'm selling a game and I'm going to call it basically ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to do the monitor. I'm going to do the power supply. I'm going to do the, contr- go through the controls. Uh, if it's a, if the, and we, we've talked about this numerous times on the show. I don't mind a little patina. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm not restoring games from the bottom up and yeah, I have I traded don't do that any longer. Either. You don't either. No. It, because I know that was a big thing for oh, you early on, man. I wanted everything so pristine and just to look so immaculate, so showroom immaculate. And what I started to realize is there, the time investment for that is something that I was fine with the first few years and the first, let's say, handful, eight or nine games that I've worked you, on. You've been there and done that. Then, then it's like, okay, I'm, this isn't worth the time anymore. It's just not. And, or I've got other stuff I have to do and, and I can't devote the time to it. So, I, I mean, now Patina, actually, I favor it because it makes the game look more real to me. It just it just looks... I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just looks look better. Look around my game room. Yeah, yeah. It, it just looks better. I mean, my burger time says a 12 on the control panel. It's it's all good, man. Yeah, somebody <laughs> found enough of it because they didn't put 11 on it. They said, no, this one deserves this a 12. Is, this is a 12. 12. This is 12. This is a 12 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, this is 12. Yeah, not 11. It's 12. Now, I will do, and so I, I have traded up games. I have bought oh, yeah. a better example of Me a game too. that I have. Me too. And traded up. Mm-hmm. I have bought... Um, it, uh, better bezels i have bought and traded up marquees i yeah. have improved my collection mm-hmm. but i don't do I, I generally won't unless it's something that i really wanted as a title in my game room i generally try to get a pretty decent example coming in mm-hmm. even if it's like like with the burger time and eventually with my star wars even if it's just a cab and i'm building from parts I try to start with a pretty decent example. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lesson it, I didn't learn until a little early, until a little later on as well, because otherwise you got to rebuild them all. <laughs> and, and then cleaning wise, what I tell you, what I go at games with is a little bit of warm water, and you got to be careful because you don't want to just soak a cabinet and yeah. then raise the grain in the wood. Yeah, but uh, a little warm water, and of all things, and I've tried Whitney. All kinds of cleaning products, 
because I'm like, there's no way this is the, my end all be all answer. And what I always come back to, what is always my default, what I use to clean games, I use to clean bezels, use to clean marquees, I use with a little warm water and a, on a magic eraser is Windex. Hey man, it's everywhere. It's, I use it's Windex. The, it's the universal cleaner. So no doubt about it. I've had the best luck and I always... I always come back home yeah. and that home is Windex. <laughs> the home is Windex. It's awesome. So like, so as I'm getting ready of a game, if it's a game I go through to me, I feel, I always say, I don't want a boomerang. Mm-hmm. I don't want a game to come back. Now I will tell somebody, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been asked, what's the warranty? The warranty expires when you tilt it back on a dolly. Yes. If I sell you a game at a show, I, I say the game will be running when the show's over or I will fix it. Yeah. But, I mean, these things are 30, 20 to, 20 to 30 years old, 40, 40 yeah. years old. Yeah. 40, at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I could have a game. You could have a game. I could turn this game room on right now and everything in here was running, but two, three, four things could fail mm-hmm. or nothing could fail. Yeah. It's a total gamble. Yeah, it is. But to me, if I'm going to sell a game, I want those things. I want it to present well. If I don't have those bases covered for whatever reason, I guess the name of the game here for me, and I guess uh, kind of a uh, something I'm maybe in, trying to impress upon the listeners is I'm going to tell you what the game is. Yeah, I'm not yeah. just going to put it in a space and let somebody play it. I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna represent it for what it is and let somebody buying it know what the value for their money is. Mm-hmm. While my game that's priced at X dollars and Bob's game, not to pick on Bob, that's priced at the same X dollars. What you're getting for that money at my game. Yeah. Here's with, with what's your, in with it. your game. Yep. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I, and if I don't do those things, I've represented accordingly. You have to. That's exactly right. You have to. I wanted to touch on that, but I, what I really wanted to get to was a partial revisit of, of what I do on the pinball side. So, I, so I'm going to take a step back here. Okay, because, go ahead. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm meaning I'm, I'm going to take a step back and, and not, um, not interject here oh, because, okay. because you, you, you have a lot more experience here than I do because my pinballs are, they're, they're not, I, I mean, I, I don't have I, I don't have the varied collection that you have. So I, I've got like monotone. <laughs> I've, I've, I just got stern, okay, and and they're all relatively new, and they don't they don't they don't need uh, anything. They don't need the level of work at least yet that like you know that like you know high speed here has needed that I know you've put time into. So you've got a lot more experience here than I do. I mean, I clean, I, of course, I clean my games. But they don't. I've not gone. I've not gone through the same level. You're not getting level. a game yeah. that's been probably untouched. No. I no. mean, I've opened a lot of games. Yeah. that was obvious that it had never been taken apart. Yeah, yeah. That you're not in that game. No, no, I'm, I'm not. And, and no I, pun intended. You're no. not in that game. And, and you know something? I'll be. I'll be straight up. I don't want to be. I, <laughs> I don't ever care to be. Seriously, because I, I mean, I came to pinball later, and I like my my tastes in pinball are actually a bit narrower because of me coming into it later. I just don't want to get into twenty-year-old games. I just, I just don't. And I, hey, it can be fun and a pain it, at the same it, time. Yes, and I don't have time for the pain. I've got other stuff I have to focus on. So, um, so you know, there it is. What brought this up is I have an opportunity to kind of mentor someone, and it's somebody that's interested in learning a skill 
and is in a position to be able to uh, have a space to work basically from home. Uh, and th- th- there's more to the story, but it's kind of like a family ish type thing. So I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. I know I've shared a lot on the podcast before, but this just kind of, th- let's just without diverging into this whole other topic of conversation, the short of it is, is I have an opportunity to mentor someone that is, that is a go getter and very interested. And I feel would, would take the, and has taking, taking that mentoring very well. So to me, it's worth the effort and time to invest in this person to offer them the instruction, the, the, the help. Okay. No, it's all, and, that's awesome. In doing that. And I'm not, I don't say that. Thank you. I don't say that. I'm not tooting my own. That's not a horn tooting thing. This is the, but this is what's led me to, to this conversation. And in doing this, I have taken a couple pictures of a game that we're working on for another friend. And, uh, the, one of the responses I was got was I got was had to do with like ball, ball swirl marks and like, Oh, you all got the ball swirl marks out of that. <laughs> and to me, that was a, a given. Oh yeah. I'm gonna get the ball swirl marks out. But it, it hit me that the person who owns this game, who also has and works on their own games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they probably learned differently perhaps on their own with a, in a different time with, a, with different influences and not that my way is better, but it just, I was like, of course the ball swirl marks came out, but to that individual that seemed different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, well let me revisit this and talk a little bit about how and we're not going to get into stripping the game down and yeah. from we're just going to assume you've already pulled the game down you've disassembled the game as far as you're comfortable doing it okay okay and then i will say in that vein we had a whole topic on on tumblers on how to tumble <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, media yeah. tumblers oh, yeah right now so we're working on an ollie an old stern like 79 80 i can't remember the year that vintage Ollie. Okay. 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 Single level game, no ramps, very easy game to start to take apart and start to show somebody techniques. Okay. So, uh, I've got all the metal parts in my garage right now out in the tumbler to, to shine them up, clean them up, you know, any rust coming off of them. But I'm going to assume you've already pulled the game down as far as you feel comfortable with disassembling the game. And I will say this, as far as you, the farther you go, the better. Now I don't go as full, far as pulling out the wire ball guides that are pressed into the play field. But if I am doing a game, I will take it all the way down. Everything will come off that play field. The only thing that I'll tend to leave is, um, the, uh, the actual kickers like for the, the slingshots. I won't disassemble that and drop them down. And I tend not to pull out, like if I have just one fixed target, like over in a corner that that's not going to impede my cleaning. I I tend to leave that up. But a lot of times I'll even unscrew them and drop them all below the play field. Cause once I have a nice open, it's just, it's just easier to clean and move around and you're not dodging, you know, a million things. So, but take it down as far as you're comfortable and your general supplies are 90% uh, 
or better rubbing alcohol. And I'll, I'll get to, to why in a minute. Yeah, I was. Well, I, I know why, but I want to ask why. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Magic erasers yeah. or the equivalent. And honestly, I just use the generic store brands. Mm-hmm. They all fall apart anyway. Yes, they mm-hmm. all go to, to, to crud anyway. Yeah. I'll get a bundle of microfiber towels. If you go to any big box store, they're in the aisles. A lot of times, if, if you got Walmarts, if you may be listening to this in a different country, I'm sure you've got the equivalent up in Canada. You've got, uh, I'm sure you got Walmarts in Canada, but you got Menards. We get those down in the States now. Get you a bundle of microfiber towels. Novus plastic cleaner. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the standby for cleaning pinball. There's three different grades. Uh, one, two, and three. Three's the the most aggressive. One's the least. A vacuum with a hose attachment. Okay, so that's your basic. That's the your basic needs. Stripping your playfield down. First thing I do is I go through it with that vacuum and I vacuum out all the large stuff. There's going to be rubber crumbles, all kinds of stuff that's in the corner, uh, corners underneath the plastics. That's my shot to take that off. Um, I'll. Pull the apron off. That's part of my strip down. And usually under an apron, and I say usually because as soon as I say always, there's going to be somebody that's going to correct me. Under the apron, there's going to be paint registration marks. So what is that? If you don't know, when they lay down the paint, the silk screen on the play fields, whenever they laid it, however the play field was made, um, under the apron in an area that's not going to be seen is going to be a sample of that paint in some pattern that is then used to help register the next layer. Okay. And I think Whitney, there's some direct print play fields. Didn't Stern oh, experiment. M- most of them are direct print. Okay. Now. Yeah. yeah. And I, Stern I, spooky. All, I they're mean, all yeah, they're print. all direct. They're all direct print. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that, there's even still registration marks for the different print. Oh, there are under yes. the aprons every, on those every, machines. Every single Stern and my TNA. If you if, when I pull the the apron off, they have the quote old school registration marks on them still. Yeah. So here's the magic I do with that. Those registration marks are the same paint mm-hmm. that's on the play field mm-hmm. that's got all the pretty art on it. So if you want to test something that you're going to do that if that could damage that. Do it on that registration mark. Brilliant idea. Under the apron. Brilliant. Because yes. if 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 you wipe something on it that completely dissolves it, <laughs> you learned a lesson, but you didn't damage the game from yeah. a visual perspective. Yeah, because you can always just cover it. Just back put up. the apron back on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, damn. I take a a damp micro. I take a microfiber towel and I dampen it with alcohol. All right. And a lot of times you might want to put gloves on to do this. I usually have alcohol put out in a little tub Mm -hmm. someplace safe where I won't knock it over. And then this is, you can just, I'll test it because you never know. I don't care if I've already worked on an Adams, this Adams, they might've been experimenting with something or it might be different or that is this a diamond club. Coat play field. Is it not a diamond coat play field? Yeah. Does this Ali, whatever method they used in 1979, whenever that game was made, am I going to, am I going to wipe the paint right off, right of off sac- of that it. sucker? Yeah. Wow. 
So I'll go down to that registration mark and I'll wipe it. With anything I'll do, I'll test it on that registration mark. Okay? That's such a good idea. I never even really considered doing that because all I do is clean. You know, yeah. clean, all, all I'm doing is cleaning my newer games. So uh, that's that's a, a great idea. So suggestion. Why, what am I doing? I'm using this damp cl- alcohol-soaked towel to go over the whole play field and get up the rest of the debris and the dust that you're not going to get with that vacuum because it's stuck to the game. Why am I using alcohol? Because if it gets to the wood, it's not going to, it's going to evaporate really quick. It's going to give you some tack on the cloth. It's going to give you some lubrication later for a microfiber, uh, excuse me, a, uh, a magic eraser. But if it gets to wood, it's not going to get in it like water and raise the grain up because mm-hmm. it, it's going to evaporate really quick. So the, the flip mm-hmm. side of that is, is you yeah. don't want it puddled on there. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And I say 90% or higher because the op, the, what, what is an alcohol is water. Mm-hmm. All right. So generally over the counter, you can get 91% and here in the U S it's usually re- got a red label on it. If you got, have access to, like a beauty supply shop, yes. you can get 100% alcohol in a jug, yeah. gallon jug. So that's worth doing. Uh, I've, I've actually got a couple myself where I've had the opportunity to get it, so I've gotten it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm wiping the whole thing down with that da- damp microfiber towel. Now it's magic eraser time. And this, this is a bit of an art uh, in that you've got to figure out, you've got to mediate how aggressive you want to be at the end of the day, keep this in mind that magic eraser is basically a super, super, super fine, super fine, fine. not fine. Yeah. Abrasive. Super fine abrasive. Yeah. Think of that almost like sandpaper, but what, I don't know what the equivalent abrasion <laughs> level is. If it's six, a fi- 6,000, 6,000, yeah, it's 6,000 okay. grit. Yeah. So you don't want to go at like a little mark and just like, <laughs> cause you're just going to start digging a trough. Yeah. All right. It, you want to make, you want to make wide strokes. You want to, uh, I tend to go vertically more or less with the air quotes, the grain, even the grain is sealed underneath all the paint and all the, all the, the clear coat. But I tend to kind of go vertically, but you'll get to a point where you're forced to go almost like you're buffing something. You're going to start to go kind of in a swirl type motion. And that's generally, honestly, where I want to settle in because anything I'm doing with that, I'm tending, I'm going to tend to feather out anything that I am in my mind. I keep in my mind like I'm sanding this play field, but I don't want to do it so aggressively that I'm going to work my way down through any top layer coat. I'm going to start taking paint off. And again, that's where I say it's like an art, Mm -hmm. not a science. Mm -hmm. Now you'd be shocked at how aggressive you can get. And I'm going to get back to those ball swirl marks. I know nothing about, clear coats. I know nothing about urethanes or, or, or lacquers or, uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'm using incorrect terms here. I know that the older games are painted in a much different fashion than the newer silkscreen games are. And it's obviously a different material than the direct print games. Mm-hmm. I have used this method on older games, like older, like Ali I've used on, on older Gottlieb games. I've used it on, 
all the newer games that I've not broken apart a brand new Stern, but I've used it on all the new air quotes that Williams games, Data East games up through those generations. And I've had fantastic luck with a magic eraser and alcohol. And if you take your time, if you pay attention, you ease into it. All those swirl marks that you tend to really see in the older solid state games you'll get 99% of it out. Mm. And I say 99% because you're going to still have the, the depression from the swirl marks, but you can get that dirt out of them and you can bring back the life to it. Like you never thought that you could. All right. And again, if you've never used a magic eraser on a play field, I, I, I'm just going to say it again. Take your time, mm-hmm. go slow, don't focus your attention and just like scrub like a thumbs size area to death. You've got to, in my mind, think of that like you're sanding something and you're trying to feather out what you're doing and then work your way up to where you feel comfortable with how aggressive you need to be to get the result you want. And if you got a question, back down and go to those registration marks that are hidden under the apron. Test your theory feel get a feel for what's going to happen okay but that that's the way i do it so i use uh i use a magic eraser dampened in that alcohol and that's what i use to clean the game now keep in mind as you do this it's going to leave a haze on the game you're going to you're going to pull up any wax that's on the play field uh that you didn't already wipe off because you're getting aggressive now and wax you know if they use an automotive wax or a game or a wax designed for pinballs, it wants to stay. Mm-hmm. So you're not just going to wipe it off with a, with a, a damp, an alcohol dampened cloth. All that's going to be broke loose and it's going to be floating any dirt. All that's going to be floating in that alcohol slurry. And it's going to basically settle on the top as a haze. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's going to start to look like things are getting worse. <laughs> okay. And if you just want to get a, a feel for what is actually happening, grab that damp cloth again, dampen with alcohol, wipe some of that haze off, get a, get a better idea where you're at and go back at it. I'll go over the whole play field. So now uh, once, I, once I'm happy with where I am with the microfiber, I'll take that damp cl- cloth. Uh, I'll take a fresh one because I don't want to just keep dampening the one that's got all this dirt and dust on it and spreading it all over. They're cheap, you know, Wash them, throw them away, whatever you're comfortable with. But I'll go over the whole thing again. I'll get that haze off and I'll get a good idea where I'm at. Then I'll start going at it with the Novus. So Novus is a polish. It's got some uh, abrasive characteristics to it. Depending on how bad or good I feel the play field is, I might start with a three, give it a good buff down by hand. You can do it with a you know several vendors, sell the little tip that you can put on a, on a drill, mm-hmm. kind of like you're buffing a car, but it's smaller. You're doing a play field. Here's the tip. That's the same kind of thing that, that little buffer wheel, you can get those in headlight restoration kits. Yeah. Like the red sponge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've experimented with them, but I've been happy with, with result by hand. So I'm, I'm generally already in a pretty good position having basically done that manually with a, a magic eraser or the store equivalent, store brand equivalent. Magic eraser is a brand name. So 
I've started with a three a couple times, but 90% of the time I'll start with a Novus two, polish it out by hand, wipe off that residue with a microfiber towel and alcohol, go down to a Novus one, spritz it down, same process, rub it down, polish it out, wipe it down with a microfiber towel and alcohol. Now at this point, any holes you've got in the play field, like lamp socket holes, any little depressions, they're going to be full of just general crud and the crumbs that come off that, that magic eraser. So I'll vacuum it again. I'll suck out all the holes, check all the corners. And if you want to test if it's clean, take a white or light-colored microfiber towel, dampen it, and just rub it across the play field and look at it. It's like the white the old white glove test. And if you got it clean, it'll come back clean. And if it isn't, you you be the judge of you as to how <laughs> how much you want to dive into it. But you be the architect of your own destruction. Exactly. Yes. My success rate is generally pretty good. You know, I'll turn on a TV show and I'll have it sitting there in, in my shop and I'll just go to town, start cleaning on it, watch TV, watch something on Pluto TV, whatever. <laughs> and I, I generally have a really good success. I'm happy with how the how the 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 plant, the paint cleans up or the clear coat cleans up. I'm happy with the shine. And um, I, I'm just I have good results with this. This is what what I have evolved to when it comes to cleaning a game. And I this is where I've locked in because it works for me. Then comes the wax. So everything I've done up to this point is everybody has a technique. And when I first clean when I cleaned my first game, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I could use. I, I mean I didn't know I might have used water. I don't know. <laughs> But I started reading and started, you know, well, this person does this and this person does that. And honestly, my technique, I feel, is a conglomeration of various other individuals' techniques that I read online and lessons learned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we get down to wax. What do you put on it to protect it? And this is truly the, there can be only one Highlander. I'm fighting a guy in an alley with a Katana Ford versus Chevy Dodge. This is the only way um, argument. This is very polarizing. And my answer is, is I use a wax called from a company called Colonite. And I use specifically use their 885 fleet wax. Whitney, this is airplane and boat wax. Mm, okay. It's for water use and in flight on a plane use. That's what it's designed to stand up to. And I, I've used this wax on every vendor game, on every generation game, other than EMs, because I've real I've just I haven't done EMs. Yeah. From the early solid state all the way up to my Ghostbusters. And I've not never had a problem with it. Your mileage may vary. Mm -hmm. Test it on that registration under the play field because I have not done every game on the planet. Yeah, no, I but get it. I've had unbelievable luck with it. I do three coats. I put it on, buff it off. I'll do generally four coats at the at the out hole in the shooter lane. And if I got a super high traffic area, I might put a fourth coat on it as well. I've also been known to to put some some of it on 
uh, uh, some plastics like with art on them to make them really pop. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I love the stuff. So if you're looking for a wax, I mean, that's my suggestion. I've got links in the show notes to the company and the wax that I use. You can get it on Am. It's all over Amazon and eBay. The prices vary wildly, but generally you can get a nice tub of it around the $20 range. When I first bought it, I didn't know how much I was going to use. And I bought like a pack of three. I've only ever opened one tub oh, wow. and I've done, okay. I don't know how many games. Okay. Fair enough. And I probably have a, maybe a third, a quarter of that tub left. Yeah. So, wow. so that, that's kind of the high level and that that's even maybe a little deeper than I thought I was going to go. But the point was again, no, there's, I mean, there's some good suggestions there, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's, I, I kind of, it kind of occurred to me in doing this Ali, the, 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 the person I'm helping They've never done it. So they're in the boat that I was when I did my first game. That's a good point. I mean, from a reference standpoint. Right. They have no right. point of reference. Yeah, exactly. And, and what jumped out at me again was showing pictures of what we've done and just, oh my gosh, you got, you could do that. Yeah. And it occurred to me that maybe their, their technique is obviously different. Yeah. So I, I thought, hey, look, this works for me and maybe it helps somebody else. So there there it is. No, no. I mean, there's there's some good uh, there's some good nuggets there for sure, especially around the paint registration marks. You, you know, you 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 see them and you may not immediately recognize them for what they are or understand why they're there or what they can be used for. And that's it's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant use. Yeah. So hopefully that helps somebody out. And again, and uh, people talk about the wax. I I, I kind of went a little overboard on that, but maybe I didn't. Some people just say, just use any hundred high carnuba car wax. Some people have a particular <laughs> wax they they just love. Just love the turtle wax. The tur- turtle wax comes up uh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm turtle wax. Turtle and it's wax easy to religion. get. Yeah, but so is this colonite. Uh, actually I read that as a suggestion years ago and they have a bunch of different waxes. And then there was a couple of suggestions of, of, of the different ones. And it took me a bit to finally land on the 885 and that's all I've ever used. Mm. And I've just, I've had wonderful luck with it. So, um, give it a try. Yeah. We'll definitely have to do that. All right, Winnie. So that's all I kind of got on that topic. And I tell you what, unless you got any, did you have anything you wanted to add? I'm trying to remember. No, because I mean, you were going to ask about the alcohol. Um, well, and I touched on that and you touched on that. Yeah. And and that was one thing I just wanted to make sure that, that we got explained. So outside of that, I mean, I need to go get some colonite for sure. Uh, I've been using on, on my games, I've been using a more liquid based wax and I get it at pinball life. I'd have to go back and look and see what it actually is. Is that the one that the bottle kind of has, it looks very sixties like it's got like little like starbursts on it. Yes, 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 yes. I've been using that as, as the, I, I mean, I use Novus and then I'll use that as the, as the last step, I guess is the best way to say it. I've had good results with it, but but I, you know, I mean, I've never gone to the, I've never gone to the, to the length of like putting four and five coats on. So I, this is something I need to look at. I mean, I look at it like I've stripped it all the way down. Yeah. So I'm going to go three coats. Yeah. Well, it makes I sense. always do three. It always makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm going to give everybody another tip, but I'm going to do that when we come into the next segment, cause I need to walk into the other room. It has to do with, um, 
something that you can use to clean rubber. Uh-huh. And, and, and I, generically we say rubbers. It doesn't matter if it's like Titan uh, silicone rubbers or if it's actual natural rubber mm-hmm. rubbers. I have something that you can get at any hardware store that'll clean that stuff up and won't deteriorate it. But I, I want to make sure I don't, I don't quote the wrong thing because yeah. when you go to that section, there's 17 things that are all in the same type of a can. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm, there's a little teaser and I'm going to come back in the next segment with, with it. And I wouldn't use it on the play field and I wouldn't, but I've used it for years to wipe dust like, before the, I have the bla- a party, the black marks, right? Yes, take if, out the black marks. Before I have a party, I get together here. If you notice, like my Adams, that Adams was one of it was the first game I did, and it still has that same set of rubbers on it. And uh, I have used this this uh, every. I was go- I keep saying like I'm like I'm I'm teasing a new story. Yeah, this unnamed thing. You'll yeah. have to come back. I, I've used I've used this stuff. Every time I pull that glass off to clean the black marks off the white rubber that's on that game, yeah. that rubber's been on that game for years and years and years, and it's not deteriorated. Yeah, oh, so, well, that's good. But I'll, I'll come back. I want to make sure I tell everybody the right thing because I don't want to tell somebody something that it's a month before I can correct it. All so. right, fair enough. Well, then this is a good time to uh, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back with our, our news and, and opinion segment as if the show isn't all opinion anyway, and uh, and go ahead and close out the show and um, and then give a little bit of a, a preview as to what we uh, what we think we've uh, we're working on next. So it ought to be good stuff. So Whitney, after some exhaustive research, a little digging, and then also questioning my sanity, <laughs> the answer that I to the question that I left everyone with uh, in the last segment is naphtha. Yeah, yeah. So I've you can get that at any hardware store, and I've used it. Now I I keep it off the play field, mm-hmm. and I don't use it to clean plastics. Of all things, I use Windex to clean plastics. I've knock on pinball playfield wood yes i've never had it damage paint on uh on a uh on a, on a plastic yeah and i've never had it damage paint on a marquee for an arcade game okay but i that's what i use like because you'll get like especially an older game that might have even still have nicotine in it you'll get <clears throat> pardon me I've been fighting that Whitney uh, with the rain we've been getting my allergies have been crazy and yeah. my it's just like so pardon me, everybody, a little cough there, but uh, I've tested yourself. Your mileage may vary, but that's actually what I use to clean that stuff off the bottom side of plastics is Windex. But yeah, naphtha, I, I'll take naphtha and I'll put it on a microfiber towel, pull the glass off the play field and just give everything a wipe down. And I've done it. I don't know how many times on every game here. Mm-hmm. And um, and they look, it's not torn the rubbers up. It's not deteriorated the rubber. And even especially on Adams, cause it's the oldest one here in terms of last time it was freshened up mm-hmm. and you can look at it. I mean, they look great. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, while we were looking at uh, looking for that or while you were looking for that, I was looking online and, um, pinball life sells. And this is, this is what I've got. I, I've just ordered it because I saw it on their site and tossed it into an order, you know, an order card at one point. They, they've got a they've got a product called uh, pin guard rubber cleaner and it's it comes in a six ounce bottle and for six dollars and 
Uh, more expensive than your $6 can of naphtha, no doubt, but it, 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 has, it, it does, the same, uh, does the same job. So uh, I've used it on, on my machines, and it, it's always done really well. But, uh, oh, cool. yeah. now, does it have a strong smell? Uh, no, it has like virtually no smell. You know, that might be, even, even though I've used naphtha for so long, yeah. maybe I'll convert to that because if you're doing a bunch of games... It, it can have kind of a strong smell. Yes, it and does. Yeah. I, I, I'm fortunate where I can open these doors up if I need to air out the basement. Yeah. But I can't do that. In yeah. My you can't house. do that. So I that's, that's that. a big consideration. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Very good point. I mean, I've got naphtha at home um, and it's, uh, it's very mineral spirit ish. So that's kind of where it goes. But um, yeah. so I know in this section, a lot of times Whitney too, we'll talk about news and kind of product stuff. And I've got something <laughs> that's not in here, but I want to show you real quick. I, I kind of wanted to have a reveal and yeah. throw and just absolutely just throw you for a loop okay. and just okay. blow your mind. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. What is stuck to this lockdown bar on my on my back to the future. Oh, it's, it's an led flashlight. And yeah. it's one of the led flashlights that we have spotlighted on the show from Harbor freight. And I yeah. think it's from, what is, is it? Why is it? I cannot believe that this, they don't actually brand. Oh, there it is. It's, um, Braun branded it's the Braun. Yes. B R A U N. It's a led cob light. And it's, uh, it's got three, uh, I don't know, settings like yeah. really bright, kind of dim. And then it's got like an led in the end. Like it's a little, little flashlight type yeah. deal. Yep. You've seen these, right? I, ha- I have some of the, I have some of the older bronze that have the longer light bar on them. Okay. Do you know why this one's got a slightly shorter light bar? Uh, no, I don't. Because it can do this. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which means it folds completely over. It does. Oh, yeah. See, it's, the other ones won't do that. They fold to a right angle and they're useless. Right. They're, yeah. I this so for everyone that's not looking at you know this this is an audio medium. Yeah. So the Cobb LED kind of sticks off the end of the handle, almost lightsaber esque. Uh-huh. And as Whitney said, it'll bend ninety degrees, and you can stick it to something, and you got a ninety degree bend. Yeah. To shine light through that range of motion. Well, this completely goes and folds over on itself in storage style for storage style. Yes. So if I'm going in to work on a game or something, I can slide that right in my pocket and it's not, that's brilliant. And I have to go look it up. But I, if I recall correctly, even though that this cob is slightly shorter, it's more lumens than the, previous generation i bet it's also more efficient as well because what i noticed is about the longer cob lights man they ate through the batteries pretty fast did you notice that on yours Uh, yeah and now i've put a lot of miles on mine so i'm sure the battery's wearing a little bit yeah but yeah they would they chew through a battery pretty chew through a battery pretty quick yes these are also USB-C. I uh, see. That's the whole reason why I'm going to go buy them because I, I'm, I have been trying to systematically er, uh, eradicate all micro USB out of my yeah. house. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I cannot stand it. I've, I've, I've boogered up more, more cables and it crushed the cable and everything else. It's just the cable end. It's just, it's horrible. But anyway, yeah, that's awesome. So I've got three of the originals uh-huh. that, uh, that are, 
I've had four and I've only ever used one to complete failure. Yeah. So I've got three of the original still and I've got two of these. Yeah, that's that's nice. And that, that's from Harbor Freight that's as well. That's from Harbor Freight as well. Yeah, I'm going to go get some. So I'll throw a link in the show notes to please, it. Please so do. I'm going to drive up to my Harbor Freight. So. I, I didn't want to put that in the show notes. I kind of wanted you to see, <laughs> oh, see that. I want a live I'm, reaction. I'm jealous now. <laughs> so if you see me inching over there with the USB-C cable, you'll know what's going on. You know? <laughs> 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 uh, I just want to plug it in and charge it. <laughs> I just want, it's just so nice. I don't have to have it the right way. I just yeah. plug it in. Yeah, it's like I never guess wrong. I just plug it in and it's done. I can't remember what the old ones were because uh, my Harbor Freight, at least so recently, still had both styles. Yeah, okay. And the older ones are a little cheaper by a couple bucks. Yeah. But these are... It's way nicer. These are 500 lumen. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Way, so, way nicer. Way nicer. I think the old ones were four something. Okay. And well, I've used one to complete failure as well. So And I'm, it it still has... The, the, the handle is very similar. Uh-huh. It, I'm sure it's... Well, it's probably the same, just the port they put in the back for the USB-C is different. Yeah. So it's still, an un, you can still unscrew the base and it still runs on the, what are these? 18650s. 18650s. It still yeah. runs on 18, six, an 18650 battery. Yep. Yep. That's what they are. So no, Ooh, that's, it's got gold contact on the screen. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I have found that uh, on a couple of mine, the cap, the, the, the spring in the cap tends to get weak. And so sometimes the battery doesn't make good contact, electrical contact. And I have to like tighten the cap on it quite a bit. Is it order. one of the older ones? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the one I had go to failure, mm-hmm. and I have the older style, non-foldable. The one I had to go to failure was one of those. It was the very first one I bought, and yeah. none of the other non-foldables have done this. So I assume they fixed it. Okay. But I had that same problem. Yeah. And what ended up happening was I tight it. I tightened it in enough times and it loosened enough times that the threads wore off mm-hmm. on the aluminum body. Yeah. yeah and yeah. my assumption was, is that I'd stick it to something, pull it off. And I was stressing those threads a lot. That's why yeah. I got loose. Yes. Yes. And then I tighten it. Yes. Correct. And that's, that's what happened to the one that I had to failure. Yeah. Okay. Now, so that's and, close to what happened with mine. So, yeah. And, and I've got three more of the the non-foldables and they're not doing that. Okay. Now I'm a little bit careful now when I grab it, I grab it with my pinky and my, I guess my ring finger low. Uh-huh. So I get the cap. So, as that, well as the, so that you're not prying it off. Correct. Yes. You and lift it off. I, right. <laughs> yes. And there's a difference there. So I, yeah. I'm not stressing the cap as much because yeah. I'm bridging between the cap and the body with my hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to go get some of those for sure. Those, those are nice. Um, but as, as we talk a bit here, Brent, to, to close off the show, you've, you've got a couple, uh, items here in, in the news segment and I, I don't, I don't have any like contact email or anything like that. I, I didn't get the, didn't get to that today, but, um, but man, you noted, uh, Foo Fighters from Stern Pinball and that's been out for a while now. And, uh, you know, I've not had a chance to play it, but, but you have, you noted that, uh, it's a game. It's not for me. What, I mean, you, you've had some time to put on it. What's your, I guess, kind of what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I have, I played it uh, within the first couple of days of it being available. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So, it was so a pro. Played, played on a pro. Yeah. And um, I, maybe it's, 
I went back to Godzilla. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they, you, you know, you, you know God, what you see what I put in the show notes. Uh, but the high, I'm interested to see it. it oh yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> staying power. Yeah. I, it it the, the, again, I, and I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm I'm being careful here, Whitney. Because yeah, no, I get it. I don't. I don't. If I'm going to offend somebody, I'm going to offend them, and I kind of don't care. I mean. It, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that careful in life. You know, (laughs) if, if I'm asked an opinion and I'm going to give you my opinion and if you, if you want to know, ask me if you don't, don't. Yeah. But there's also a line to be drawn with, um, understanding, Hey, this, this title isn't for me. This thing isn't for me. And there's yeah. people that it's for, and there's people I don't, that form people that worked on it. Right. Yes. I don't yeah. care for the music. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily a Foo Fighters fan. I I've, but I've talked to people that say, Oh my gosh, I love the music. It goes with the pen so well to me, the music it's, it's music. Mm-hmm. It, it's there. It, I didn't find it particularly exciting. Not like, like if I play Metallica, I'm, I'm, like I'm headbanging, like yeah. I'm back at uh, yeah. at the uh, Injustice for All tour, about ready to jump concert, about ready to jump in a mosh pit. True yeah. story, yeah. Whitney. Yeah, well, right on. Foo Fighters, it's just, I just, I don't understand the alien thing mm-hmm. and the Area 51 thing that seems to be prominent in in the game as you're doing the tour and you're going yeah. to these cities. Yeah. Maybe is that a Foo Fighters thing? I, See, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't know either. And and I I have and, all, and, and I'm I, and I'm smart enough to say that's on me. Yeah. If well, I'm missing the me, if I'm missing it, too. I'm missing it. So yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was good. I, I was just going to add that uh, it's on me too. There there are certain elements of the theme that I don't understand that um, that I don't. I don't recognize through the music and everything like that. I do like a lot of their songs, but, uh, and when it came out, the hype on it was, was pretty high. And it was, I mean, I was, I was actually pretty excited for it because it looked like it was executed really well art wise and, uh, you know, song integration wise and everything like that. But I am interested now to see if it now, now that the hype on it is down a bit, I am interested to see if it has the staying power of, of Godzilla because that's what I think all modernist turns are, are going to be measured against, right, rightfully measured against. Exactly. My bet is is that Foo Fighters is going to fit more into the crowd that is a big Foo Fighters fan. Yeah, I didn't personally, in what I played the game, see enough in the game that made me think. All right, I don't get the theme, but I'll just like the way this shoots. I, there, there, me personally, there wasn't enough there. Yeah, to to in the gameplay that it overrode the other stuff that seemed to be in my face. That I don't understand this, and what yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of the music, and the, the but then again, I've I've stood shoulder to shoulder with somebody that's like. I love this and I'm selling other games now, so I can buy one of these. Yeah, well, and so it hit yeah. with that person. Yeah, yeah, you know. And and I guess that's what at the end of the day that's that's, that's what, how they all do. That's how they all do. That's, that's what I'm. Do. That's what yeah. I'm around about. Not able to say, but finally saying. Yeah. Because it makes sense. I understand how to say it now. That's what they all do. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. Well, it, it, when we think about when we think about these themes and and how they land with people and how the themes drive so much of you know, the, the success of the game. You know, it, it's interesting in the fact that when, uh, and, and I'll say this, you know, when Godzilla first came out, 
I wasn't really that interested in the theme at all. I mean, I looked at it and I neither, thought... And neither, I, now that I, you I thought, say that, I was like, eh. eh. I was like, yeah, they've kind of dug up an old, tired theme. And of course, that's sacrilege for Godzilla fans. I get it. And please don't hate me. But but still, where I'm going with is, it's like, well, they, they dug up a kind of tired theme and it's only going to be appreciated or appeal to people that, are, that were hardcore Godzilla movie fans and, and toy fans and stuff back in the day. And then you play it and then you realize just the depth and you realize the depth of it and how good it is. And then it's like, okay, this game actually transcends its theme. Right, that's a good way to put it. Yes, and you don't see a lot of hear, games that do that. I can hear that that news that stereotypical newscaster voice call out in the game in my head right now. Yes, yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's done really well. And, and the thing about it is, is, is that I don't know if this will, if Foo Fighters will will be that long term. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. It looks good. It's pretty. It, I mean, you know, the art was done. by... Zombie Yeti, just like Godzilla was, and so it it, it definitely has a, a certain appeal to it. I'm I'm just going to be curious to see how how it ages over time and, and how it's uh, received over time. So, you know, and, and we'll again, see. I think it just comes back to it's it it it's not the game Brent person for Brent. It's yeah. not the it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. It's yeah. not the game for me. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And like I say, even though I do like the, I, I do like the band's music, I, I haven't gone out and bought a Foo Fighters, uh, you know, quote yet, but I haven't gone out and bought a Foo Fighters. And, uh, and I'm not really, I'm not really pressed to do, pressed to do so. So, and like I say, I need to play it first as well, but you know, it's interesting. You've got this segment title is news, email, Spider-Man and other stuff. I don't care about. <laughs> and I laughed when I saw that and I, I thought that was so funny, but it was actually kind of uh, actually kind of uh, timely because uh, Brent, the, you know, the the hype machine kicks back up into gear, and the rumor mill says that Stern's next title is going to be Venom. Okay, and so I, I'm curious: now, is that anti Spider Man enough <laughs> that you might that you might consider liking it? That's I, the question. I mean, is is there an opportunity to knock Sp- beat Spider Man down? Well, it's Venom, so I'm sure the okay, answer is well, going to be I mean, yes. We, we'll give this a swing. <laughs> this might appeal to me on a different on a level that no one expects. <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> you, you know what, too, what this brings to mind? Yeah, what's that? We've gotten through an entire episode where you haven't had to get in the Tempest, and that's going to change right now. Oh, really? It's, it is it is that time? Yeah, because you need... <laughs> I, I always laugh, because if, if I was you, uh-huh. after the second time of this occurring, yeah. every time I walked in this house, I'd look in that game. <laughs> See, and I never do and that. And you never I think n- of I it. never do that. Yeah, no. you gotta, you're going to have to... In, you have to turn around there where you can see and you got to open that door. You know what my mom always told me? What? She's like, I'll slap your hand if you're going to be presumptive. And, you know, and, it, and it's like, and it's like, okay, mom, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what, and the one time Whitney opens it up without asking or being yeah. told, there's a snake in there. There's a there's snake a copper in head. Yes, exactly. So, you know, she's like, listen, I didn't bake those cookies for you and don't assume I did. You know, so I'm like, okay, mom, I, I get it. I wanted 12 cookies and there better be 12 and cookies there. there. Better be 12 when I get back too, you know, don't you presume anything. <laughs> don't you presume anything. Yeah. Get, open up the old Tempest there and give a good gander inside that coin door. Oh, whoa. How about that? Wow. That's just right there in your face, isn't it? My goodness. Okay. Here, I'm going to take the headphones off. Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> little, little does Whitney know that there's more surprises oh coming. <laughs> 
what? Don't I mean, break my tempest. Is is it a bank? Is it like he's, a coin bank? He's not. He's it? not faking the foley work. Oh no! Can you reach around there? Yeah, I got it. You I got, got it. it. We're, yeah, we're Hartley's good. trying to help him Hartley's out. Hartley's trying to help me out. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna lock this door. So. Okay. My only regret is I didn't get two of those, one for you and one for Dave. Oh my gosh. This is something else, man. So this is a <laughs> this is a Spider-Man head ceramic bank, <laughs> is what this is. So here we go. You hear that? I mean, that is quality ceramic work right there, man. That I, dude, this goes in the game room permanently. This will not be taken really? out of the game room. Right there it is, man. You ever been, you that ever, awesome. you ever bought a gift you, as sir. a gag Thank for somebody you. that they turned out just to adore? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's what's happening that's right it, here. Right there, man. That, that is, that's, that's permanito as they would say in wherever they say that at. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the front of a gag gift that, that I don't think you're going to adore. Oh, there's a bag over there next to that Commodore. Mo- no, you cannot have my Commodore monitor. I, hey, you know what? I, I I picked one up. I got one. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I did. Which is seventeen oh one or oh two? It's a seventeen oh two. Yeah, I, I I got I, I was able to get one. I, I did. I had to do some horse trading to get one. That's but I, awesome. But I, but I did get one. Yeah, I got. If you think I got it's back pretty now? Yeah. Cap it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I will do that. I haven't touched it um, well, since I got it. I'm listening while you're. While you're vamping about your monitor, I'll grab no. it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing about those, Brent, is it was, uh, that monitor was actually more, thank you, sir, was actually more difficult to come by than I thought that it was going to be. Um, but, you know, why should I they, assume otherwise? Because it is 40 years old. Well, you know? they made a blue million of them. Yeah, but man, you don't see a blue million pe- of them out there. And people, they don't trade. No. They don't trade. That's... Uh, my sev- my original 1702 is upstairs in my office on my original Commodore 64. Yeah. And over all the years, and I collected console and home computer stuff well before, years before I did arcade games. Yeah. And all the years and all the thrift stores and all the shows I've been to, uh, I found two more commodore 170 series monitors that's it's unbelievable two 1701s and that's one of them yeah that is what that's wild people and they don't because they're they're workhorses they're beautiful they you can hook a bunch of stuff to them yeah yeah well i was i was really stoked to get uh to get the one that i got my hands on and uh i want to thank uh i want to thank a good friend a very good friend for helping me make that happen so i'll 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 leave that there so um now, are you opening that bag yeah i'm trying to decide if i want to keep one of those and put it in oh you have you have and to with the because re- well, you don't want to well <laughs> well no it's it's just no it's not that man it's just that you should you shouldn't don't go out and buy more that's what i'm saying you know so <laughs> don't don't whitney's nicely saying don't waste your money on more don't waste, he's opening don't don't waste your money on more but this is cool i have never in my life seen this it is g fuel pac-man energy drink well it is zero sugar so that's good oh but it does say on the back of the can extreme focus yeah look, <laughs> look at look at the flavor it's like it's got the it's it's a pac-man theme flavor too it's like 
pellet something. Really? So energy, focus, endurance, and reaction. And it so, says uh, power pellet cherry lollipop. That, that's what this one is. Let's see. If this I think they're the same. The same. Yeah, it, I think that's they the are the same. Flavor. They are the same. Power pellet, power pellet cherry lollipop. Now here's the thing. It's got zero calories, zero carbs, zero sugars, uh, a little bit of salt, and uh, wow, tons of vitamin B. I bet that's where the where the and a lot of caffeine. Of I think oh, it's ton. like how many? It says on there like four hundred something grams of caffeine or something like that. Uh, hang on. I'm, so I'm G Fuel in, in what? I, so I've caught some gaming like modern 140 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, I knew there was a four in it so, somewhere. So that I think that's like one <laughs> there, and a half, one and a half cups of coffee. There's somebody there's somebody in the know somewhere that listens to us. And they're like, it ain't got 400 in it. I'd kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's got 140. And I, if I if I remember my numbers correctly, uh, that's essentially one and a half cups of coffee is what that is. Okay. Yeah. So G Fuel markets itself to to modern gamers. Oh, it does. That's probably okay. the vitamin. B okay. for, you know, I know vitamin B, if, if you're kind of down and out and you're kind of under the weather, yeah, you know, it's a picker up, it's a picker up or yeah. And then the caffeine. Okay. Got it. So you'll see them partner with a lot of modern gamers and they'll have <laughs> spots in their streams and all that. Oh man. You, you want to know something funny though? What? Is I can't drink this. Oh, I didn't expect you to drink okay, it. Okay. Fair enough. That's Thank why you. I didn't, that's why it's not chilled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah and come with a smoking jacket and, and, and a cigar as well you know so i'm I'm glad that i didn't like i if i don't have disappoint you if there. some listener doesn't bring me a smoking jacket yeah. to the next event that yeah. i can podcast in <laughs> i'm quitting oh we're gonna make a smoking jacket happen now I, i'm not gonna tell you that you shouldn't wash it beforehand but you know still no i here's the thing i don't uh, i don't drink caffeine any longer so nothing with caffeine. Oh, you don't? Not no, at all? Not at all. I am. I, Can you believe I maintain this energy level no, with oh, none? No. None. Absolutely not. I still enjoy my coffee. Yeah. And I'm not a coffee. I don't have like a favorite coffee. This and is, I don't, that's hilarious. Though. I just, if I like, I, I try different coffees. You know, oh, okay. I literally go, I, I shop at a Meyer, which is a, a, a grocery store we have in this part of the country. Yeah. And they always have a big coffee selection. Yeah. And, They'll they'll have some staples, and then they'll always have a a, a good portion of their stock will like custom roasters. Cut, stuff. Will be yeah. rotations yeah. from smaller companies. Yeah. So I just generally pick up. Oh, that let me try that. Yeah. Oh, you I know, wish, and I just that's what I do. I wish I could. Okay, but um, my doctor has uh, advised me off of caffeine because I was because at one point I was uh, my caffeine intake was so high. That it was uh, starting to cause me heart palpitations oh, wow. and, uh, okay. and and a few other issues. So uh, primarily blood pressure issues and things like that. I had so a little had, this evening. Had to, had to back down. But usually this tumbler, that's what I'll have through the course of a day. Oh, I had a little extra this evening because oh. I was just like, oh. whatever. Well, Brent, if that tumbler was full of Diet Coke, I would I would usually marauder about fifteen of those a day. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, you and, were... and, I, and I did that for probably close. Why to Why don't you just mainline seven it? or eight years? Well, trust me, if I if I thought <laughs> if I thought I could have, I would have. So um, I I just like the fizz and the caffeine, the fizz the and the text, taste and the, the texture, the texture, the fizz, I the taste it. and the caffeine. And uh, you know, it was funny because. For years, I'm like, oh man, I'm immune to caffeine. I can drink, I can because you're constantly on it because you're constantly on it. It's like, man, I am awesome. And the thing is, for for 
for years, man, I could, I could just hot box a diet Coke <laughs> and go straight to sleep. And I'm like, I'm like, I am, I, I am at the, I, I am an Adonis as far as caffeine is concerned <laughs> because it does not affect me. You know, I can drink yeah. caffeine Adonis. I, yeah. I, it's like, man, I have got this, my, my physiology is caffeine immune. I've got this whipped. And then you know what? I start getting older and then that's what happens. Realize, and then yeah. I realize that, you know what? I, I mean, there's a lot of life lessons in, in, yeah. in this show. <laughs> we're, we're communicating a lot of, Hey, don't fall in this trap. Type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's what this is. And I'm not saying, wow, that I'm just saying, wow, the fact I'm looking at you over a Spider-Man head and some G fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm actually really happy about it too. You know, this, this is sweet. I thought you'd like that, but oh, I didn't yeah. expect it to be like, Oh no. Direct to the game. Room status. Oh no! It's straight to the game room, and I'm actually going to strap it in to the uh, to the passenger seat as we go home. Oh, just strap go, it to the headrest. Yeah, with it, like look yeah. At, like it looking over into the. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, because no, I don't want that baby getting hurt, man. I mean, Seriously. it's it's close to a full size head size. Oh, it, I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, it's definitely pretty close. Yeah, uh, actually, alarmingly close. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, and look at it. Alarmingly yes. close. Yes. Oh, but no, that's that's awesome, man. But uh, yeah, so Venom next particular next potential title from Stern. We say the, the rumor. The rumors say that uh, San Diego Comic Con is when the next reveal happens, and Venom's going to be it. So I guess we see if that happens. Haven't they done stuff at the San Diego Comic Con for a few years? Yeah, uh, that's I, where they I did monsters, so. wasn't it? I yes, I think I think you're right, and. Uh, uh, at another comic con, at another con is when they revealed James Bond as well. So uh, that's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if that if that holds. So I was just we'll looking see. to see real quick when the when the dates were for it. Uh, July twentieth and twenty third. Mm, coming so it's up, coming man. up, yep. coming up for sure. And one one quick plug before we uh, before we hop out. Uh, I did want to say this uh, in, in other Spider-Man news. Uh, we've not really talked movies here in a while, but uh, Grace and I did go see across the, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the animated uh, movie that was the sequel to in, Into the Spider-Verse. And Brent, I don't know if you've seen Into the Spider-Verse or I, not. I haven't. And, and I know that despite my dislike kind of honest, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm yeah, just not, I get I've, it. I've lost fandom for the Marvel incarnation of Spider-Man. I, 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 I get it. I, I have heard nothing. Oh, but phenomenal. Oh, it's just comments it's, about and, it's and it, wild. It's, it's, it's so good. It it's is wild. on my to-do list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is so good. It's wild. Now here's the thing. You have got to see the first one before you see the second, because the second will make absolutely zero sense. Uh, it, well, I'm not going to say it'll make zero sense, but you, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole storyline that leads up into it that you, that you really need to have the appreciation for. Is okay. the best way to say it. Uh, the animation is just amazing. Uh, so many animation styles mixed together, and I'm not going to ruin a single bit of it. Uh, it, it. It's just Grace and I both thought it was excellent. We we enjoyed it just immensely. It was so good. It was just so good. So anyway, uh, mo- movie recommendation there. You will not go wrong with the Spider Verse films. They they're, they're great because here's the thing: they don't focus on. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, they focus on Miles Morales and it's a completely different storyline with a completely different set of scenarios and situations going on. It's, it, it's, it's great. 
So they didn't really they good. didn't bring the Miles, Miles Morales animated version of Spider Man into some live action Marvel to help uh, some version of Peter Parker no. save something and also no. No. you know this, this learn is, a life lesson and not me- melt down. No. Mental? Okay, all no, right. No, okay, no, so this this completely is distracted. This is Miles Morales' story. Is what okay? This completely is. disconnected from that. Okay, uh, completely. Did Miles Morales go home? Was he away from home? No. Was there a coming home? No. No. There's what, none of that. Was his, Did someone come to his home? Well, so, did he get? Did he? Did he cross home plate? No, I mean, he didn't do that okay. either. No. All right. No, you're good. So, so it. Passes, I'm home free. You're home free. Okay, it passes. Good. It passes all. All of the litmus tests there. Okay, so you're good right. to go. Yeah, good. you're good to go. Good. I think if you, I think if you just watch it and and just enjoy it for what it is, then it becomes it it, it becomes something that stands completely on its own. Did his, which is, did his which is aunt great. die in some weird way? But yet the person that loved her uh, come face to face with Peter, but not realize who Peter was anymore. But he also shouldn't have known who his aunt was because uh, Peter as Spider-Man is how he met the aunt that he fell in love with, that he was now mourning because she was dead, despite not ever actually having Having a reason to know her at this point. To know her or to know him. Yes, exactly. Um, The answer to that question is no. That also, okay, good. good I may be on board with this. (laughs) Okay, all right. Yeah, you realize you've just completely picked apart three movies of fandom there, but but that's okay. And uh, don't care. Okay, fair enough. All right, then. Well, well, Brent, how was the show? Well, all righty then. So, so with that, I'm going to take my Spider-Man bank and my Spider-Man no, head bank. Spider-Man I'm going home. Your Spider-Man head. Yeah, I'm going to take my Spider-Man head bank. I'm going to go home, man. So, thank you, sir. I, I do seriously. I love this. I do. I love that, man. That's awesome. Well, everybody, listen. Thanks for hanging with us, and uh, we certainly was look that forward. a Spider-Man show? It, it, uh, Oh no! But <laughs> I, you know, I know, you know I what? Know. But it should have been, you know. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. I we can't. we appreciate you you uh, sticking with us here, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. And uh, you know what, Brent? We did tease. Uh, or at least I did tease a couple things coming up. We uh, over the next several episodes, it's our intent to run some of the audio from the panels from the 2022 Music City Multicon. So we've got some we got some good panels there coming up. So uh, if everything goes to plan, we'll start running those on next on next month's show. Awesome. All right, Whitney. So other than not in a Spider-Man movie, we can be found <laughs> at, at Apple Podcasts, yes. Stitcher Radio Podcast, yep. the Google Play Store, and, yep. and frankly, everywhere. It, we the, we just, can be found everywhere. I actually, I, just, I don't even know why we even say no. where we, we can be found. It's just we're we're, we're everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and you get what you pay for. Thus, well, you know, there, I actually just that. changed podcast apps, and there we were. So, I mean, it pretty much it doesn't matter what you're using they're going to plug into an aggregator that yeah, we're on because we're, we're on many more aggregators than even those yes and and i will say this when we did the website revamp uh, i guess what a couple years ago um no it hasn't been that long it ago. hadn't been that no, long no. okay god okay maybe maybe a year at most oh wow okay time gets away from me then i'd have to go back and look but but regardless 
when we did that revamp, it was submitted to every podcast aggregator known to man at that point. I mean, Last.fm, iHeartRadio, I mean, Pandora, Amazon Music, you name it, we submitted. Stitcher, and, uh, uh, Podcast Index, Deezer. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there, Blueberry. It's, it's all there. It's yeah. all there. So, uh, so yeah, you can, you, you just Spot- search. Oh, Spotify, my favorite is iHeart. I yeah. actually brought up the iHeart app on the tv in my kitchen via roku and listen to the show and it was there it was there yeah that's awesome that that's that's fantastic well that means that all of that work was worth it so it worked out so uh so yeah and from a social media standpoint facebook um just facebook.com slash broken token twitter at broken token and and our website is just broken token.com so with that brent uh a triumphant return to the mic yes i walk out of here with a spider-man head bank and I mean, some dude, G Fuel. And some G Fuel. I mean, who's who's winning? You know who's winning, Brent? This guy right here. Yeah, because that, that, that's that Spider-Man bank's leaving my house. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat oh, on it. Oh, that means you you win then. Okay. I've okay. sat on right. it far Fair. too long. <laughs> far too long. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for listening. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next month. And until then, keep your quarters clean and game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. Since Whitney is my dad, I'll be nice and get on to the closing business. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast.brokentoken.com or use the contact page on the podcast website. You can call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528 and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash brokentoken. Brett and Whitney are always posting up new content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and just about any other podcast directory you can think of. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review wherever you found the show as the reviews help us in search rankings and visibility. Once again, thanks for listening, and as my dad always says, keep your quarters clean and game on. Whitney, I've said this more often than I care to whenever we sit down to record. If ever, if anybody even heard that, because uh, show mascot Hartley just ran off. We, we got the jingle jangle. <laughs> Hold on, is this 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 thing this thing's on, right? Yeah, I think it, it is. Okay, all right, fair uh, enough. So I just started recording. Let's we're gonna call Dave, and then if this works, if he answers, well, he may be at the Golden Corral. Uh, he, he may be eating. 
you're going to be someplace, I mean, be in a van. Be in, the, be in a van. <laughs> That's right. 